Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh my God. It's well, another podcast. Well, I'm back. <laughs> Matt's back. Matt was in for the, what, five seconds of the last podcast? Uh, in in post production, oh, think, that's true. Right? But you, you were as you were in quite a lot. Oh no, in yeah, production. Yeah. yeah, just uh, at the end. Just at the end. <laughs> How y'all doing? Um, How y'all doing? Doing good. Um, welcome to Always Strikes Last. I am Miles. I'm joined by my co-host Matt. Uh, Jack is slightly delayed due to corporate uh, his corporate overlords, um, and we are joined this week by uh, Mike Vaginos, who is the assistant coach of Team USA. Woo! You can't see <laughs> us, but we're raising our arms. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome and uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mike. Hey, man! Great to have you. Or great, great to be here. Rather, sorry. Kyle. There you go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> hey, no, we're on hey, your it's show. Great this is great to have. I don't know if you know this. I'm I'm kind of a big deal. I like to steal the show. I'm kind of an attention whore. It's fine. Well, it's also great to have you on our screens and great to have us on your screen as right? we do yeah. this, you know, remotely. Uh, so. So I think I think it works out. I'll, I'll take it. That that gets a gold stamp from me. There we yeah, go. That's what I, that's uh, what I aim for. <laughs> so for the for the podcast today, we were thinking of going through. Uh, we're gonna obviously talk to Mike about Team USA, uh, their hopes, their dreams, their uh, deepest fears, and their social security numbers. Right. Man, I'm, Just I'm, sort I'm, of I'm in so order. Ill, I, I'm so ill prepared. I only have bank statements. <laughs> I hope that's okay. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, maybe we'll get a chance, uh, if we have some time, we'll talk about the pairing process for uh, the Worlds Tournament, because it's a little bit obtuse, uh, you know, if you're just sort of coming to it uh, uh, from the outside. And so, um, why is this weird tournament where there's eight people on a team, and how do they all play each other, and why do we have weird lists all of a sudden? Like, uh, so it's all very exciting. Um, so yeah, Mike, um, how did you come to be the assistant coach and what is the assistant coach? Sure. Um, so I have basically been part of team America worlds slash ETC since kind of the beginning in 2019. Um, when Bill Susan, I really put the first team together to go to the original ETC, which was the European okay. team championships. Um, so just a little history before worlds was a thing. It was just ETC. Uh, Bill and I kind of raised our hands and mostly led by Bill saying, Hey, why can't America play? And uh, yeah. I said, great question. Why don't you guys come on over and you guys can play? I'm like, hey, all right, cool. We're in. Nice, um, nice. So ever since that first trip, man, we got really hooked on the world, uh, on this team's format. Um, they eventually split off and became worlds and kind of did their own thing. Um, so this year, kind of fast forward a little bit, you know, just wanted to give a little little history there. Yeah. Um, we went through our, our much larger and, and much more robust application process this year, uh, you know, since the beginning. Um I've been kind of like a behind the scenes player for a long time. The first year I went as a player, but I've gone in a support role this year, mm-hmm. um, really kind of helping out kind of uh, frame, framework the team, framework the comp, kind of work through and kind of kind of more like a manager um, in, in so okay. speak, because we have our, 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 our real coach or true coach, really, as uh, Sean Clark, uh, brilliant guy. Um, he kind of really leads a lot of the pairings efforts and um, kind of overall strategy. I'm kind of his right hand man and kind of implementing that game plan. Um, I like to really just kind of call myself the hype hype man. So uh, there I'm go. there to get people get excited. I'm there to be kind of the punching bag when we need kind of training sessions um, yeah. and really kind of bring some of my world's experience because I've been going for a long time to kind of let some of the newer players get acclimated to what they should expect, how they should expect to play and kind of really kind of bring maybe that experience to some of the newer players who haven't been able to have that opportunity to travel. Sure. I've definitely felt that in my uh, training for, for my own team, right? In that, you know, it's good to have somebody, some guys who have been there who can tell you what to expect, because there's a lot that's sort of different from your run-of-the-mill tournament. You know, there's like a very specific terrain packet 
there's this interesting pairings process. Uh, you can probably expect that everyone there is going to be really, really good. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I, I think the real the real thing I really try to and, and again, if for you know anyone's been to a GT here in the states, mm-hmm. um, I like to call rounds one and two the wake up round. Normally, like you've been out partying the night before, you gotta you know you got a pretty good odds of like maybe just catching some local or, or, you know, if you're really kind of in it to win it or fighting for it. Um, No one really expects round one or round two to be like the real like grinder rounds here, but at worlds a hundred percent, everyone that you play in this caliber, in this field, um, and especially even in this format, it's been all engineered to basically get the hardest games possible is what they're trying to aim for. You should basically treat every round starting from day one, round one as this is round five finals of any GT. Mm. Scary. So we get to do that six times. Yeah. It'd yeah, be great. That scares me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, and, I'm and not that, a fan of that at all. And uh, well, and that's honestly my favorite part of the world's format is that there's only two games a day. And it's because of that. But man, does that help kind of clear your head? Because if you had to do three and three, the mental fatigue would just, I think, burn people out. It really yeah. Would. So that, that changes it entirely, right? Generally, I think I have three games in me when it comes to any day that I'm playing, right? Um, yep. Four if I've been i don't know like i'd have to do an insufferable amount of illegal substances to stay in that long right (laughs) sure Uh, but maybe that's why they're doing an amsterdam i don't know oh there you go right (laughs) um but like two a day is great because they i don't know just when when you've hit your second game in a three-day tournament and then you're like okay well this one you know this is gonna put me up to you know the real decider because the third game like you're saying the real decider of where you're going if you played your first two games well Right. Right. So like you have to have that stamina run, but having only two games in, you can give them the equal amount of time. Um, And more so you're not playing from early in the morning to late in the day. So that's an even better. I I love that. Why don't we do that? What, what, what I really also appreciate about the format too, and, and not only is it is it a lot more fun to play on teams because you're playing for your teammates, right? Like you lose your round sure. one in a GT, like, ah, cool, I guess I'm in the beer round, beer rounds now, just going to have some fun. Where now it's like, you know, if you took that really hard loss in round one, man, you got time to shake it off. I'm like, all right, cool, round two, let's go. New set, new parameters, it's a brand new day. And I really yeah. try and I really have kind of pushed that for some of our players this year. It's like treat each round as if it's a new day, man, because like you might get paired into something bad. You might get paired something to good. We just need to execute as we expect. So Right. Because it's not <clears throat> it's not all about uh, how you do. It's right. It's about how the team does. Right. And if you go down hard, that might be totally fine if uh, if that was expected, if that was part of the play. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know? and so like what, what the team's format really allows folks to treat um, this game as is you're no longer playing like football style where any given Sunday, any given round, I could get knocked out. It's not, man, this is a series. Look, your one game is a part of this series. And if you get skunked here, but your boys got better pairings and they kicked ass for you and, and, and carried your back. Hey, you did it for the team. That's basically your mentality. That's your a- attitude. That's the way you need to kind of approach it and, and run with it. So. So that's that's pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, and it's definitely like been an interesting thing where like games that I would have shook hands on at like a GT where it's just a solo game. I now I'm like, nope, we're, we're playing it all the way through. You know, oh, yeah. I'm going to get as many goddamn points as I can possibly get out of this game. Right. 100%. Because it matters. Well, and, and even more so because they, they do differential at Worlds as well, too. So right. any one point you get could be taking another actual round point away from your opponents. And it, it, it's it, and to your point, it's a lot easier if you're just playing for yourself in a singles to shake some guy's hands. Like, hey, you want to go get a beer? You clearly won this one. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, but now you've got your buddies, your teammates, everyone that's like counting on you for these points. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, and there's a way to do it respectfully, of course, but you are definitely yeah. like, you're never quitting. You're never shaking hands until the final dice is rolled. The final point is tallied. You play that game as hard as you can. Absolutely. Which is um, funny because that mentality, I always try to try to play in the first place, which is, can be a little bit frustrating, but oh, I like sure. to play long games in the, in, in the first place. So it makes it really interesting when like the, yeah, let's go get a beer, shake hands thing comes up in smaller tournaments. It's kind of nice, and it it sounds a little bit more refreshing to be like, "No, we got to finish this game, right?" For, for sure. Until all the models are gone, we're in a game. You know? yeah. Can't and call I'm, it early. Yeah, I'm I'm in a very very similar, but I've been I depending on what I'm playing, I'm on the opposite ends of those spectrums where it's like I've been in like playing really aggressive style lists in the past where it's like, boom, I just got this double into three. I've you know basically I'm looking like I'm going to pick you up like hey man your call I'm not trying to be like unsporting about this but I think this is going to happen like one two three do you agree hey let's go hang out um, I've also played armies where like you were saying Matt where you're playing for the long haul like especially like when you play um, any old school Nurgle style list you're definitely trying to like you know just kind of maintain and then eventually outgrow your opponent points so you have to have that kind of respect and that mental toughness to know hey look you know I think you're in a good shape but I think I have an opportunity here um, and that's where I say you can be sporting and respectful about it. So it's like, you know, if someone doesn't want to shake their hand, no big deal. Um, anyone sure. who offers that handshake to me, like, hey, I think I'm done. I think you won this game. I always kind of pause and say, well, hey, look, here, you think about it. I'm going to go grab a beer. Do you want one? When yeah. I come back, tell me your decision. Give you some time to think on it because I don't want to rush or bully anybody into making a rash decision because nothing feels worse than like walking away from a game and saying, damn it, I could have done this and maybe got I could have done, done better. Yeah. 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 And I actually recently ran into that at a, teams tournament i thought the game was pretty much done and i was like ah we should probably call this because we're coming on time and then it wasn't and that's that's a horrible feeling when yeah. somebody can come back and it's just like wait a minute okay i didn't see that play mm -hmm. and so i i like that mentality of keep on of continuing to play it all the way out i feel like yeah. that you know you know the shake of the hand that's great and all but we have five turns we have five turns yeah. So this is why you came all this way. Might as well play. Yeah, that's true. Right? Might, might, as well, your turns. might as well roll some dice. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, um, so how is how is the team this year? You said you're so you're assistant coach. You're going to be there helping uh, on the sidelines, giving people some pointers or whatever. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know so, what I'm so, doing. I love that role. By the way, that's an amazing role to have. Right. It, like it's hype it's guy and step in yeah. when needed. Yeah, it's 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 super fun. It, it's 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 interesting because like I really think. Um, you know, at first it was just kind of like the coach was kind of like this thankless role, but now like, you, you know, it's, it's coach and assistant kind of side by side where like, all right, cool. Look, um, it is interesting. Um, basically I'm just like, in, you know, the, the best thing I can tell anyone who's going in into this role was like, it's definitely not the, Oh, cool. I've got no pressure. I've got no stress. It's like, no, man, I'm just as much invested in this as, as, as my guys are, as my teammates are. Um, I'm just a different role. Um, my, my main role is to kind of be an extra set of eyes and ears. Um, I, I used to like joke and say like, I'm the vulture that's circling around to make sure everyone's kind of got their, you know, P's and Q's in an order. Um, and I can't directly interfere with a game or kind of call things out. But if I see something, that's when I, you know, I'm basically like the first line of escalation. If I can see something looks a little squirrely, I like I'm waving Sean, the coach sure, to come yeah. over and say, Hey, you know, check this out, see what you see. Um, but it's, it's really fun too. And, and, and like with all things too, it's like, you, you kind of need that camaraderie. You need that team guy. And like with, with, with taking the pressure off of me executing on the tabletop, the pressure is on me to keep spirits up too. Um, mm -hmm. And yes, that means drinks as well when, when, when called on. So <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but it, you can have these kind of moments, right? Where like, Hey, Oh, someone took a loss that we didn't expect. Normally we'd say, you know, you go to somebody's like, Hey, normally we'd help tell you to play it cautious. We need a big win out of this. 
So yeah. go for it. Yeah, and that's that's a strategy that like your assistant coach and your coach can kind of talk with. Obviously, it's got to come from the coach first, and and, and sure. more importantly, especially this year and I believe last year they really implemented. It has to actually kind of stem from a conversation that happens during a timeout, uh, which okay. has to be player initiated. So like that's something that I know I've been very adamant about watching and reading the packet because the last time I went and participated, the assistant coach role and the coach role could be a little bit more vocal. This mm-hmm. year, it's very much kind of like soccer rules where it's like if the player doesn't ask for something you really don't tell something so i got gotcha. you um, but that's but that strategy definitely does exist if you can kind of monitor how the rounds are going and you're right if you got a game's going kind of sideways and you you know normally was having a guy just play cautiously for a, a, a nice like middle of the run score you're like hey sure. man look uh if you get your middle of the run score we're not gonna get anything um right i need you, you need to, to go for broke yeah. yeah can can you knock this one out if you get a little lucky so yeah, I like that though. Having the Otis on the player to call timeouts, though, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I feel like that could get very disruptive. Having other uh, team members coming in and calling timeouts, right? Correct. Yeah, and yeah. And, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was doing the same thing too. Um, it, it, it can be, and I, I've definitely seen years in the past where that is exactly why, in my opinion, this rule has been implemented. It's, it's to keep the pace of the game moving. Um, because it, it sounds like you have a lot of time when you get to Worlds and you read that packet. You're like, oh man, we got 30 minutes for pairings and three and a half hour round. Oh, never and have it, enough time. In, in my experience, every year there are teams that go to time. And there's always one, maybe two, sometimes even three games. So it's like, it's kind of baffling when I know here in the States, we're like playing two and a half hours of 245, and we're like, all right, cool. Most of our games are wrapping up, but um, yeah, yeah. it's a lot more at stake. There's a lot more pressure. So the players, you know, and, and rightfully so, they're taking their time, they're, do, they're doing their due diligence. Um, but yeah, I, I like the I, I like the change. I like the players must initiate the timeout after which you know the conversations can be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've 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 actually practiced that drill. We said, look, you need to know and recognize you know crucial moments in the game of when you might want a second set of eyes. So nice. And how are you feeling about the team this year? I know uh, there's some some new faces. If I yeah. if I am understanding right. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think um, I think it's probably one of the strongest teams we've ever put together as a country. Um, and this is even, you know, coming from, um, our, you know, obviously I'm always partial to the first year cause I played, that was a lot of fun. Sure. We did great. Um, but I mean, we've really put together some great teams, even Milan, we came in third and, um, and again, really close. And I want to stress that it's like a lot of teams, all countries are, are bringing their a game here. And, and, and you can even look back and see the podium differentials were basically like decided by most of the time, 10 points, like a spread there. Um, this year we've got a great depth of players, a great depth, of, uh, or a great bench of rookies and veterans alike. Um, even Sean and I, uh, have both played at the world stage and we're in support roles here. So we feel really confident okay. about that, have, bringing that expertise. Obviously you got, you know, Bill, Captain America himself has been going every year. He's going to crush it this year. I'm sure he's really bringing a lot of leadership and, and, and expertise and ingenuity and list building to us. Um, we obviously have Noah Singh is our co-captain this year, probably the future uh, of this team, in my opinion, one LVO. So I think he's pretty good. Hey, um, you might got, be okay. This yeah, game, he's, not, you know. he's not, he's not bad. You got, uh, you got another <laughs> old goat, Roger Barker in there. He's been like, basically the, the, the my favorite description of him is like, quintessential bridesmaid that guy has come in second and third more times than i think any some people even played the game um usually losing out the bill jeremy or another team member um sure. i used to joke like he was always second and third and i was always fourth was my was my spot that's why my number yeah. was that for a while um you got jeremy vessier who probably attacks this game in one of the more analytical ways his best buddy matt beasley who i actually have had the pleasure to get to know a lot more this year and haven't really gotten to know him beforehand has been again another great analytical mind very in-depth player um 
you've got the the boys from Texas, right? You got Gavin and Zach. Uh, Gavin mm-hmm. was uh, supposed to come with us one year, couldn't make it. We finally had uh, happy to uh, have him travel with us this year. Those twos are, are rock stars. I think you know Rob Symes over Honest Wargamer calls Gavin the most successful Warhammer player. Uh, right now he keeps and, dropping that that's uh it's a nice <laughs> tagline it's a great tagline and then it's funny <laughs> too because i love that gavin's been playing a bunch of rtts and scrubbing out and having fun so it's just like i think he enjoys the title but i think he's, he's going to have a lot more fun being in the in the atmosphere he's also bringing seraphon the only guy in the room so i know it's um, a bold strategy there cotton i love it i mean the, the guy is <laughs> the guy knows what he wants man um, i i'm sure it will surprise everyone and delight everyone at the same time you know like uh for sure you know, <laughs> and then uh, and then his best buddy and really his sparring partner for a long time, Zach Kennedy, um, who I met a couple times in passing in the past few years, but really, you know, gotten this year to know him really well, um, basically was described uh, when we first met Gavin as like, oh, yeah, he's better than me. I'm like, well, yeah, that's a tough, you know, tough order. And he's been absolutely as advertised. His approach to the game is fantastic. Um, and then, when, of course, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Wan, the, the Texas master who doesn't live in Texas. Um, he's just an enigma <laughs> nice. of all things gaming. Um so no, I mean we we really got some great players and some great support all around this cast of uh, of characters this year. So really excited to see how we do. Um, we're just going in. We've got a game plan. We've got plans. Now we nice. just got to execute. It's time to play. That's awesome. Well, we're excited because uh, Matt Beasley's from uh, Seattle, right? Yep. So uh, both Matt and I have had the pleasure of playing him a number of times. So and I would describe him as somebody who will, um, with the best of intentions completely talk you out of doing whatever you were about to do. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I agree with that full heartedly. I think there's a lot of folks on our team and just goes to show you like, like the nature of our character. Like if, you, mm-hmm. if we see a mistake you're about to do, it's like critically, hold on brother pause for just a minute. Yeah. I, I do not advise this. And it's, and it's funny too. Cause like, it's like we, I've, I've had everyone on this team somehow talk themselves out of winning a game because they've been nice and said, Hey man, don't do that. Or it, it, it's just wild to see that. <laughs> Well, and it's it's interesting too because he is probably one of the easiest games that I get to play as far as you know, like laid back. But you know, we came to play, right? Um, I think Beasley is probably one of my favorite opponents because of that. Like his intensity is calm, measured, and friendly, and uh, I think it's worth stating that uh, anytime. Um, and I regularly regularly get my butt kicked by him. We have. He has a, a Sunday, you know, show up, play at his place out here that we do pretty much every other Sunday. And every time I get out there, it's usually a game against Beasley. And it's like, OK, how many points can I just barely lose by or a little bit more? You know, it's more. Yeah. How can we get to the point of maybe breaking him? <laughs> uh, because he's such a meticulous player? But, um, you know, I can never stress enough how fun of a game Beasley always is just I love that he's on the team this year. Yeah, he's he's been a great ad, and it, and I I think that's really kind of the 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 overall character of most of our players, if not all. Every year we're looking for that. We want the best players, but we also want the best people. And I can't stress that enough because I think that's one thing our our, our game has probably done better than any other game I've been a part of. Is our community is fantastic. Um, they're, oh, I completely they're, agree. Sportsmanship wise, game gamesmanship wise, uh, I mean, we really do kind of strive to keep this community alive it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like if this game were to ever be blown up again knocking on wood i, I don't even mm-hmm. care what game we all play as long as we're all playing together there we go 100 percent. yeah no that uh <laughs> reminds me i'm uh 
Uh, I'm actually running a new players event uh, right after Worlds. So nice, that's awesome. Yeah, so speaking of trying to build the community, yeah. So I'm gonna come come back, get my cruel boys out of out of storage, and play a thousand pointer. Nice with, with a bunch of new guys. So it'll be a good time. Um, you know, I'm just there to have uh, you know the odd in case there's an odd number of pairings kind of sure. thing. But uh, no, that's awesome, and I I completely agree that the 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 I've played a bunch of different games and this is the one that really sticks with me because of all the people, right? Yeah. You know, it's such a positive community. Everybody's and and so many people I play are like, look, this game's not worth winning if I don't if I don't win it cleanly, you know? Yeah. I, I, I used to joke all the time I would have like a little speech if I've never played anybody before. It's like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm here to kick your ass. I hope you do the same. But if we yeah. don't want to go get a beer afterwards, this was not worth it. Sure. Like you can be competitive and sporting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And um, it really is a testament. Like when uh, when 2.0 came out, uh, or I guess 3.0, right? When the new, the latest edition dropped, it was it was rough for a lot of players, uh, myself included, specifically because of the army that I decided bullheadedly to play at that point in time, which was just the the laughing stock of the start of that edition, uh, before we got the White Dwarf update, and the only thing that really kept me playing, um, and I did see a lot of other people drop um, out of the game itself because of the massive change to the rules, and kind of the ebb and flow and how points are tracked, et cetera, yada, 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 yada. But the, the community really is what kept me playing. Um, you know, just the supportiveness of each player. We're all here to have fun first. Also win, but we got to have fun. So yeah. I, it's, it's really awesome to see that that mentality is taken all the way up to the world's level, especially representing America. I think that's, that's great. Right. Absolutely. So um, bringing us back to Worlds, Mike, I think you mentioned this uh, in passing earlier and that each round is four hours, but the first 30 minutes is for the pairing process. Yeah. And this is the thing that really makes Worlds what it is. And so we have uh, devised a little mini game that we're going to play here where we attempt to do the pairings for Team England versus Team Finland. Oh, okay. All right, so two two teams that neither of us have any real stake in, I think, unless you know a bunch of Finnish people that I don't know about. Uh, <laughs> um, and so we can uh, we, so we, we can go through the motions of uh, doing the pairing process uh, just to show people at home how it all works. Yeah, for sure. Do do you want to kind of go through the process overall? Or you just want to just jump right into it. Sure. So the 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 process overall is uh, each of us is going to bid a army face down. Um, and then uh, they'll get revealed. I mean, we'll, we'll just say them out loud for the purposes of the podcast, uh, you know. Um, and then we'll each have a chance to bid two counter armies to our opponent's pick, and then they'll get to pick uh, the the final matchup. And then we re- we rinse and repeat. That uh, and then there's some interesting thing that happens in the last round uh, because we have uh, um, not as we don't have extra teams to be bidding against. Yeah, and I think I think the one thing you may you may want to clarify too is that the mm-hmm. world's format also has uh, what's called mission stacks, 
So yes. depend so depending on when you're finding your uh, your your team. So in this scenario, we could figure out what mission we're stacked. There is an order of what missions. So for instance, when you do that first blind bid, you're doing that first blind bid on mission one, and then you attack sure. into those. Then once that's settled, then you go into mission two and three and et cetera. And to your yeah. point, yeah, when you get down to three, that's the that's the real tricky one of you know basically. Once one card is left in your hand, it automatically goes down to the defender roll on four. And then mm -hmm. so when you're really picking those attackers in round three, you're not only choosing who's attacking this current defender, but who's going to be left over to go down to the next game. Right. No, exactly. And uh, it's really interesting that they have the missions are different for every person um, because it's Love cool. I, I like that we have all of the missions in the GHB are in play, even the ones that... You know, sometimes I love it. Wish, I love you know. it. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's far more representative. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Even even the goofball missions, again, because they're published ahead of time. And, and I tell mm -hmm. people this all the time. It's like people get really frustrated when it's like, oh man, I played twists and turns, and this objective would never turn back on. I mean, like, and, and don't get me wrong. Eventually, you're gonna have to get down to a die roll. I get that, sure. but it's yeah, part yeah. of the controls that you can play into. If you know the missions ahead of time, you can prepare for them, which I'm sure every country has done. And oh, especially yeah. this is one of the constants that I promise you every country is looking at. So this is something that are is, in my opinion, going to be and it is the most fun to watch because, like, especially if you spectate it, which I know uh, TSN is is covering this. I'm sure yeah. he'll be talking about it. He'll be talking about this mission. What is it doing even before he sees cards flip on whoever he's covering? Because it's mm -hmm. a big deal. It goes into a lot of the strategy for sure. And I'm definitely pushing to have him uh, stream us round one. Obviously, oh, 100 percent. That well, would be. I'll, I'll poke him. So I'll poke him for uh, for sure. <laughs> Sounds well, good. And I really love that those missions are in there. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like the, you know, it. I, I feel like that's almost even more competitive, right? Because even playing just in that mission, you know, if you walk away from something and there's a bad roll, you know, that objective doesn't get turned on. What's the first thing if I were in a coach that I would, if a coach's position or a support position that I would say, you know, in practice for that, do you have a plan for that? Right. Yeah. So like, I think it's great. I think I would love to see that actually filter down through all the other tournaments. The more oh, we yeah. have those wacky missions, the more we could all be, you know, better players to be 100% honest. If you know how to sure. deal with yeah. adversity, oh. you know, yeah, the easy um, stuff comes natural after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually really funny too. So like one of the things we do is we have a feeder program called Minutemen program that we do for Worlds mm -hmm. um, where me and Anthony Lawrence uh, kind of co-run it to kind of really farm uh, like a whole depth of players. And, and we we invite anyone to come in and join. And that's kind of like really where we kind of do the applicant process. And one of the things we do is these kind of like little training sessions and good or bad or ugly, we'll see how it turns out. But like there was after this GHB dropped, uh, I want to say probably solid three weeks where the only challenges I published for people to play and they did was playing twists and turns or battle lines drawn. It was like the yeah. goofball off the wall stuff that we're like, you, no one's going to see this in a GT, right? Good. You're going to play it here. You're going to learn how yeah. this works. <laughs> see, I love that. I want to see that in GTs. I want, I want the community to be community to be fine with those, right? Those are things 100%. where it's there like, Oh no, we have to cross that off the list. Yep. And like, I, I'll get cheeky and put one of those in on a I GT think, and it's just hell. I think I think oh. one is like a perfect little flavor for a GT, and I think tactfully, if you can find the round that you're really trying to like, maybe equalize or standardize, it's fun. And and, and I'm a big proponent of really 
just publish your missions, guys. Like it, it's put it in the pack. Let players know ahead of time. Let them prepare. Sure. Let them play because we're all thinkers, and more importantly, we all. Uh, this is basically fantasy football to us, right? If I start thinking about like my list and like, oh well, I want to play this, but how is this going to handle this mission? Oh shoot, maybe sure. I got to tweak a little bit. I love no, that. exactly. I always think if you have like you you know the twelve missions that you're going to have to play eventually over time, right? If you have a five and zero list and it can't handle one of those missions, you don't have a five and zero list. That's right. Yeah. It, well. And, it's great. And that's why format matters, right? And like in every GT, right. like kind of gravitates towards the same three to four, and then they rotate one in and out. I, I'm kind of with Matt on this one, man. And like I really like sprinkling one in to kind of say, here's your curveball round, guys. Like see sure. let me see who can really adapt. So I had a I had a good time because I used to I used to run the 40k tournaments at the store in Seattle. I used to run the AOS tournaments as well, but they'd get they wrote me into doing the 40k ones too. And I don't play a lot of 40k and I'm not nearly as in tune with what's going on in the meta. So I would just roll those randomly. Yeah, I love that. I would get so many complaints (laughs) (laughs) because they'd be like, dude, why are you putting this as round two? What the hell? Like, this is the hardest mission. I'm like, well, it's in the book. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. Can't please everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, though, um, with the idea of posting missions first. I do. I do understand the pros and cons for it. Sometimes I almost want to hold back on that. just because people, and, and that may be more of a local area thing, uh, mm-hmm. where people are so, so offended by these high risk, um, almost not as uh, player interactive um, mm-hmm. missions, right? And so when you post those up, it's like you're almost guaranteed to get a lesser attendance. So it almost puts you in a, in a kind of a... Oh, interesting. In a space where mm-hmm. you can't provide... A full okay. breadth of it. I had but, not encountered that, but that's an interesting take. Yeah. Well, the the place I booked is also a little bit further away, so we have okay. to we have to really balance it. But <laughs> I think the best place to really put that in would be the third mission on a five battle um, tournament. Okay. End your day on the on the random one, then you're getting all of the best stuff out, right? If if you lost at the end of the day on a three mission day because of twists and turns. You know, that's fine. You oh, weren't sure. you weren't gonna win that one. If you yeah. are dead set on winning the tournament, you have to be ready by the end of the day on your third game to kill twists and turns. Yeah, and I, I love I, that idea. I I, I kind of like that. I, I I definitely see where you're coming from too. I like that a lot. It's you know it it's fun, and, and that's why it's like so. So one thing I'll, I'll I'll like to do, and um, you know, this is my little trade secret. If I'm helping host GTs or running stuff, um, so mm-hmm. like, um. Basically, so I, I, for the past two years now, I've been helping James O'Brien run uh, Nova Age of Sigma. This has been my second year part of it. Um, nice. We kind of have we have our strategy of like we always look of like, all right, dice roll day one. Okay, walk it back and reverse engineer. How much hype do you want to build? How much things you want to go? And obviously, first things first, we got to sell tickets. <laughs> That's right, right. Get that ticket sales open as soon as possible. Get them tickets sold. And honestly, I find it's not mission selection. Um, it's not the prize support. It's barely anything to do with the in-game experience one one round to the next it's really do you keep your do you keep your attendees happy and heard do you keep the schedule going and and are they happy to have actually spent their hard you know press time and money to be there um really that those are the three big things you can do as a to so like when i do it it's like i always find like look get the tickets done get all the logistics out of the way and then let's find out where our rules cutoff is and i try and like basically sneak preview round one a couple weeks out, 
And then as we get a little closer, then I do round two. Cool. You want to tinker your list some more? Nope. All right. Round three and then <laughs> round four. And so literally you have basically after you get all five rounds, you got maybe like a week or so left until lists are go to lock. So you got time to really think about it. And kind of it keeps people excited, keeps people engaged. And that's nice. kind of you really got a nice hype train. I like yeah. that. That kind is an plan. interesting strategy. I like that. Sounds good. Is, uh, is Jack joining? I, thought I heard the, the summoning sounds. I did as well, but he must oh, well. be uh, he must be gathering, you know, more sacrifices. Gathering chaos. All right. Well, we have uh, precious little time left in this uh, podcast. So let's let's get into the the meat of this pairing. So sure. I'll, I'll, let's run through real quick the teams and and their lists, and we won't need to go like in depth on these lists, but just like a high level idea. So real quick, Team England. We got uh, Illumineth Realm Lords with Techless and a bunch of Sentinels. Yep. We've got uh, Gloomspite Gits with 32 squigs. Uh, we've got Soulblight se- Grave Lords. Se- 72 squigs, right? 72 squigs. Sorry, 72 squigs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Counting is so difficult today. It's all good. It's um, the worst. It's, it's destruction. Uh, it barely matters. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, a Soulblight Grave Lords, which is the old Soulblight Grave Lords, uh, yes. with about a million zombies. Yep. Um, that's uh, that's actually 160, if I'm, if I'm getting that right. Yeah. Um, we've got the, the carriage and overlords, but it's the gunstock, the gunstock grundstock thunderers build. Well, so 30 thunderers and an ironclad. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty standard looking, looking yeah. list from that's, what I've been yeah. seeing. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it, I mean, so far, even just looking at these front four lists, right? I mean, these are pretty like tried and true lists. No real, no real adventures taken here in this storybook. <laughs> uh, a fun, um, Sylvaneth tree Lord list though. Oh, that's, yeah. that's kind of a little, uh, yeah, just some fun, fun uh, curveball. Um, uh, Slaves to Darkness with six Varengard and a bunch well, of knights. Twelve Varengard. Twelve Varengard. Yeah. Oh my god, I almost missed the other six. Yeah, uh, Miles, you can't red today. No, I'm having a hard time. Um, Fire Slayers. Uh, looks looks like uh, 50, 50 Volkites and yep. uh, fifteen Hearthguard. Yep, double Flame Keeper. So looking double to proc those bonuses for sure. Yep. And then uh, Disciples of Zeech, uh, Guild of Summoners, uh, but with Pink Horrors. So big, which is Pink Horrors and Cockatrice, kind of uh, as a sort of defense, more a more defensive uh, sort of uh, shield wall uh, build, you know, yeah, get weighed out and tank. Yeah, and he, and he still has those two mortal heroes, which are pivotal to the list, but I mean, he still has got that nice meat of, you know, sitting and holding. So it's it's doing standard Zinch things while trying to gain that long-term value. Very much like how Matt was describing, this guy is not shaking his hands until round five is completely done. Absolutely. <laughs> like, he's here to grind all day. <laughs> that's the way so, to play. So that's Team England, and then moving on to Team Finland, which amazingly in the packet we're right next to each other so this is fantastic i really um, thought that's how rob did pairings which is alphabetical when i saw yeah. this one <laughs> <laughs> um team finland uh leading off with skaven that's exciting nine storm fiends uh and thankful uh a bunch of you know some some warp grinders some rattling guns uh yeah just mostly nine storm fiends yeah went with the, uh, went with the warp grinders over the bridge which i like it's a nice take it is a nice take um another fire slayers also double flame keeper so very similar fire slayers a little bit of a mix up all volkite berserkers no hearth guard but yep. really a very similar idea yeah he basically he put his rune father on a magma droth here to kind of give that extra hitting power that the hearth guard uh unit doesn't have in this list yep sure um beast of chaos uh with a bellicor that's yeah. a nice little twist um a 15 bulgors uh and then 20 ungor raiders 10 ungors and a cockatrice, very nice, very nice. 
Um, that's going to be kind of a fun one because Bellacourt can't do the thing unless well, I guess he has to deploy. He has. He's, so he's, he's not the, on a full null deploy list. Correct. This this it, best case for um, Team Finland here on this list is they'll have Bellacor on the board and potentially everything else off the board. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, a Karajan Overlords, very similar to the Karajan, almost exactly word for word, the Karajan Overlords we just looked at. Right? 50, uh, 30 Grunstruck Thunderers and an Ironclad and the same heroes. So... Uh, this gotten... one, th this one has a code right, which is a nice add, kind of a little little tech piece here, which is interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, this is fundamentally about the same list. Um, this one went with the the bridge. Um, oh no, I think the other one went with the bridge too. Sorry, I think they I both confused. had the bridge. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But yeah, the, the code right's a nice add. I didn't think uh, England took the code right. No, they just they, they went, went more. Out. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I like it. They went double navigator, so that's cool. Because the thing he the thing he switches is the. Um... He switches the uh, your once per game ability. The article, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Jack, welcome to the chat. Oh, uh, summoning time! Oh, I finally made it. Slow <laughs> speed. Uh, hopefully, has uh, made my presence really heavily anticipated. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we've been <laughs> <laughs> we have foretold you're coming. Uh, <laughs> in, in accordance with the prophecy, <laughs> yeah. the moon spoke to us. The little uh, cult is sitting in the corner of my apartment going, yes, it finally worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Like my dial-up is like the old moon rule, right? I just couldn't roll that four up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just going through uh, Team England and Team Finland's list. We're almost done with Team Finland, and then we're going to start in on doing a little pairings. Nice, nice. It's exciting stuff. So uh, next for Team Finland is uh, Gloomspike Gets. This is, uh, again, very similar. Uh, 72 Squig Herd, some Boingrot Bounders. Yep. This um, is like kind of, I think, most most countries landed on this is kind of like, quote-unquote, the stock build, right? It's like four yeah. units of Boingers, two big bricks of Squig Herd. Um, I think the only real change in pace, and, and not with these two teams, of course, they both took sure. rank rank for the fight on death, but it seems like basically countries are making the decision of whether they go um grink rank or scrag rot is really kind sure. of what they were going and then fitness support pieces around that but um, yeah. no this is this is pretty good and and it, the real fun part about that list i really like is both people kind of really um manage their grand strats really well so i like that yeah um <laughs> the double triumph i love that um can you uh, can you elaborate on that just for our listeners oh for sure so um so it, it's really interesting to say like you know when you're when you're taking with the gits um i mean obviously everything feels really good and, and a really common one that most armies were taking in a gt setting where like you know um was chasing the moon um but in this case when you're going with like especially after the points increases you find that like that little if you're going this squig herd heavy, you're taking that squig boss, and he's probably, and mm -hmm. I, I want to mm -hmm. say without fail, the general and most countries, if not all countries list. Sure. Um, that little hero is quite snipeable. So, like, I think a lot of countries just kind of took the conservative route and did and did not take chasing the moon to make sure that that grand strat was always in play for those late late game grinds, which was a very smart play, I think, for most um, most play, most countries. But also, uh, you know, you're not allowed to double up on grand strats across lists. So him taking a uh, generic uh, grand strat uh, meant that somebody else couldn't take it. 
Right, which yeah, and, and and that's that's a fair point too. I didn't even consider. Um, I forgot to even talk about that earlier on. Which is, yeah, so having no duplicate war scrolls is a big deal, but only being able to take two grand strats across your entire um, team is a big deal. I think aspect of the champions you could have up to three of each three, one. So yeah, that three one was, repeats. That one was less starved. I'll be honest, but yeah, this one I really think it's um if you were to talk about gloom spite in a vacuum, like oh they're just going to take their grand strat, no big deal. But I yeah. think a lot of players and especially at this caliber have found. You're doing chasing the moon, man. That's a quick three point snipe away from like maybe not winning that game as hard as you want to win. Sure. I know one thing we struggled with was uh, who gets the umbral spell portal. For sure. Yeah. There, yeah. There's always the, there's always those coveted ones, right? Those pedestal <laughs> war scrolls. Like, all right, who's getting this? Who's getting yeah. that? Like, um, it, it, it's it's definitely conversational pieces for sure. <laughs> I love that about the team format, right? Like you'd never had that issue before, but if you need it and the other two lists do too, all of a sudden it's a really interesting way to shift the thinking. <laughs> oh yeah. And and it's really fun too, because like um, I don't want to get us off too much in a tangent, but mm-hmm. um even if you go down to smaller team formats like four man teams, I've mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for even increasing those restrictions. So oh, to sure. really promote diversity. Like it's I've been um, talking with a couple of the TOs for some of the team events going on in the country, and my knee-jerk reaction is like, if you got a four-man team, there's no duplicate anything. I don't want to see a duplicate universal thing taken. I don't want to see a duplicate core battalion taken, so only mm-hmm. one battle regiment, right? Really nice. force that diversity in four-mans. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see that experiment play out. Oh, wow. I'd love that. One battle regiment. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> some books fantastic. can play without it, right? Because they might have their own version of it, but it forces sure. those different selections for different reasons. That's uh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, uh, continuing on, man after my own heart. This is one of the other, uh, the one of the three maggotkin of Nurgle lists at the. I love, love Nurgle. <laughs> uh, Thirty plague bears, uh, fifty Rotmire Creed, even post nerf. That's exciting. Yeah, that's a that's all... spicy. And 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 I'll, I'll be honest. I, I I look at this and I looked at every team uh, composition, and you can tell as equally as much time as we just talked about. Like this seemed to be the stock list for gets of like here's seventy two squig herd and heroes to support you could tell that was on every country's mind is we need one to three things that are just like on a lightning rod into this that like they 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 don't want and i mean 50 rotmire creed even post nerf that's still a hundred plus shots a turn and oh no when it's so many shots when when yeah. your squig hurt only have a six up save man they're all threatening da- damage at that point so it's like no bravery you know no bravery indomitable um inspiring presence is why they're going for the double indomitable um mm-hmm. this is just pure volume at its finest and you might just you know, even better, take advantage of, oh, hey, look, they did this, taking at sharpshooters and really yeah. kind of split firing. And again, and that gets matchup looking for those little foot heroes, man. If you get those foot heroes and just let the spread of disease do the rest of the work for you. I mean, I really like this idea a lot. No, absolutely. No. And they got uh, Bloab and Ograts, you know, little force multipliers there. Got it. Um, and they're just they're just so good. Um uh, Lumineth Realm Lords, which is uh, very similar to the one that England took, uh, 30 se- 40 Sentinels, 20 Wardens, Teclas, and five horses instead of, uh, I feel like the Ruse are the ones that you see usually. He looks like he got the spell portal in this team. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it's it, like, so basically a unit selection different and a spell, uh, an umbral spell portal, or sorry, not umbral spell portal, but an endless spell different. Like this guy doesn't have gnashing jaws, whereas Jack has gnashing jaws. So sure. it'll be inter- it, it definitely plays into some strategies there for sure. And then uh, finally for Team Finland is Slanesh, uh, Keeper of Secrets, Contorted Epinomy, 44 Bliss Bar Archers, and <laughs> a, a smorgasbord yeah. of Seekers. Yeah, I love this list. I feel like this is about as close to stock as it gets for Slanesh right now. I think so. Um, 33rd, 
44. I would never like. I know some people went all in on that when they saw those Blizzard uh, Archer uh, War Scrolls. I think this is the perfect number because you need other pieces in the list to really mm-hmm. kind of get the most mm-hmm. value for it. Yeah. Well, and we've had a long-standing joke, which is that it's actually impossible to assemble more than eleven of them anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all so. break and everything. I, I think. So. I, I think. I think the one thing I'm not seeing in this list that I really wish I could see is the mask. That's like one key yeah, piece yeah. that it's like I love that unit. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good right now for all the trolley like decision making stuff. Yeah, yeah, right there we do. <laughs> yeah, I find that uh, I I lean towards the mask when it's more fast moving combat because the mask is great at tying something up early on. Um, that's just my preference, but I'm not playing worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I just not to go down a tangent, but I'm tempted to put that unit right now, like in every chaos list, because it just it has the potential to change decisions or to like force your opponent mm-hmm. to always think about their positioning, like at every stage of their setup, whether you're going to block them or snipe something or, you know, maybe just even just take a point sneakily. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. Easy, easy battle tactic first turn as well. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to gush with it. Uh, gush with you <laughs> on it as well. I think it's a great unit definitely needed for list variety i feel like it it supports quite a few different types of lists maybe not at like the top level but on like a three two or four one list Mm -hmm. it or it it puts a lot of lists up to a three two or four one i think for me when i'm looking at uh list building um so why don't we put uh uh mike and matt you guys are on team england all right and jack and i'll be team finland sounds good sounds good and we're playing round two so the first mission is only the worthy Ooh, i love that this this is the most fun this is uh, on theme this is the most fun of the rounds in my opinion in Mm. terms of the, the wacky missions oh yeah yeah this is this is definitely a fun one i like this a lot um this has definitely got yeah all, all all the goodies in it right like none of the traditional yeah. scoring ones for sure. So only the worthy. Uh, so all we know, Jack, is that we're going to put down uh, a, a try to handle everything. So my my thinking is we'll try to put down you know our most all comers list because we have no idea so far what they're going to put down. Uh, they've got everything in everything mm-hmm. to play for, and it's only the worthy. So something with a lot of uh, GCs is probably a good idea. I'm yep, thinking fire slayers. I think that's fair uh, because yeah, we want to save the toolkit choices for later. See what they do, right? This is this yeah. is a safe bet. Of course, I could be wrong. Mike, you're the master of strategy. Don't tell us now because you're in the opposing team. But afterwards, tell us what we did wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, great. Let me tell let, let, let me tell you. There's a reason why um, I've got Sean running pairings this year and not myself. There we um, go. Yeah. <laughs> I am not the pairings guru. I promise you. I I'm okay at them, but I'm not great at them. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Still, our fire slayers are on the board. What's All right, going so that's that's our our face down pick. Okay, um, I'll be honest. So I'm thinking out loud here. Um, there's a couple different ways of doing this, and and Matt, like I'd, I'd be curious to see what your uh, your takes are. Obviously, you know I think that the team's spot on here. We see a GC uh, mission. I want to throw strong GCs into it. Fire slayers are definitely up on my bat. I also yeah. really like the idea of uh, maybe using uh, Zinch in here as well as a ooh, defender. Ooh, yeah. They're that really was... good at. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh yeah, just just to just wrap that. They're they're really good at holding as well as really great at sniping some of those things. Um, I also am recognizing from what I'm suspecting of my opponents mm -hmm. um, that they're looking at fire slayers as well. So that means I kind of know fire slayers with that null city and icon is going to be a pain in my ass for my zinch guy later. I'd rather maybe kind of throw that down as a defender to make sure. Hey, maybe if they didn't go fire slayers. Um, you know, that if they attack with it, I know I don't have to take that. I'm kind of keeping my defender as well-versed as possible. Um, but those are kind of where – that's those are the two that my head, at least with this Team England comp, gravitates towards. What are you saying? Um, so I, I approached it from a different angle with Zinch as well, though, being my choice. Um, Guild of Summoners on that list, right? Sorry, guys. I don't yep, have yep. the list up in front of me. That's so okay. Guild of Sum Summoners in a ton of horrors – means at the you know as the battle continues we can pull out more uh more is needed but the amount of shooting that's available uh to grind down units to get to whatever uh gcs are are going to be out there and having to uh take the risky plays i think is the best strategy on my end um and more so with the ability to bring a lot more um a lot more wizardry out. We're also avoiding a lot of the uh, the height ability of GC units. So that that would be my take on why I would probably throw them out there as well. And just okay. if they're grinding up, um, you know, the summon ability means that we can actually take control of the board and force people off of objectives or just outnumber them 100% until we grind them down. Well, well, so careful about that, Matt, because this mission is specifically only the worthy is the one where, if I'm not mistaken, GCs can trump scoring. So if there are any 40K players out there, they've got objectives secured basically here. Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so our, our Zinch horror numbers will count for nothing if their GC was the first one on it. So we got to be careful and respect that for sure. And that's, 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 that's kind of where my head's at. It's like, oh, I kind of want to do it, but maybe not. <laughs> And so that's where I'm thinking, use the sorcery to nuke the GC, okay. uh, right? Because sure. that just goes straight through them. We don't have to worry about being a marksman or anything there. Um, pop all those horrors on an objective and let them try and kill you. Just make sure you're on the edge of the objective. And as soon as they start killing stuff, you just start filling up the objective with all your little blue horrors until the unit that needs to be there can take out that GC. I like that. Just eat up the real estate. That's a good idea. You yeah. know what? Let's let's. You know what? I'm good with you, man. Let's lock that in. Let's go something different because nobody wants to see the same same strategy, right? Let's do that. Let's go. Sure. Let's lock it. Let's lock on our Zinch's defendant. Okay. <laughs> Final answer. Uh, <laughs> so we've got uh, Zinch and Fire Slayers as our as our um, defender teams. Now, uh, Jack, it's back to us. Uh, we have mm -hmm. um, we're staring down the uh, a, this disciples of Zinch list. Who are we gonna throw at? Uh, Team England to uh, to fight it. All right, well, our... let's recap. What are our three cards again? What are, what are sure. our three lists? So we have uh, Skaven, yep. uh, Beast of Chaos, Caradron Overlords, uh, Gloom Spike Gits, Maggotkin and Nurgle, Lumineth, and Slanesh. Oof. Yeah, so a lot of good, uh, a lot of good options, honestly. Um, I feel like we want to save Maggotkin. Um, because Maggotkin is sort of our anti uh, Gloom Spite tech. Yep. Uh, we want to save Gloom Spite. Gloom Spite, I think, is terrible into Zinch because it shuts down all their magic and they have such good long range uh, stuff. Kill all the heroes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm kind of leading uh, Lumineth for a potential uh, magic off because I think Lumineth can out magic uh, Zinch and, it, and 
And they're both armies that don't want to get into it. So I think, uh, and I think Lumineth wins that grind. Um, mm -hmm. Or we throw something at them that's going to be able to take out their key pieces uh, early, um, which would be either Skaven or Caradron. Right, because the Zinch list relies on a few key pieces still being alive. Right, the the Magister and uh, Kairos and um, their other summoning hero. I, I think I, li I like that thinking. You know, between the the Zinch and the Skaven, remind me, does how much snipe ability does the Skaven list have? Is a bunch of warp lightning cannons in there? Or what's what's their capacity to erase? Uh, they've got damage? storm fiends. Is their thing and thankful. So okay. um, now none of it is in uh, a um, what's it called a sniper battalion, uh, but they are teleportable. Once or we throw once. KO into them and see yeah. uh, and see how it goes. Yeah, once is definitely the operative word there, right? They don't have the bridge. Yeah, yeah. They've got the um, that's true. They've got the, the warp tunnel. grinder teams. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and well, I guess theoretically you can always null hole around the board too. But sure. Yeah. But that I feel like that doesn't come up that often. Yeah, I feel like at a world's game that would be shut down. I I feel like Lumineth for me. I feel like sure. the magic so we control. Get to, we, okay. So we're gonna throw Lumineth and so we get to get we have to give them two that we're gonna give them options to pick against. That's right, that's right. So it's Lumineth and one other. I think Lumineth and KO. Okay. We're gonna give you guys Lumineth and KO to pick from against uh disciples of Zeech. Okay, and then do you want us to throw our attackers down too? Yeah, go for it. Decision. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're looking at Fire Slayers here, Matt. Um, Team Finland. The, the the real thing that I see here that's the big difference piece here um, is they're all Volkites. Not a single one of them have that shield. So the best save they're looking at here is a five up. Mm -hmm. um, best case scenario, if they proc the Battlesmith, they're looking at a five up ward, right? Um, most likely six. They're high drop, so we could probably dictate the pace most of the time. Um, they have great GCs, but again, they're all support GCs, which means similar mm -hmm. to what we did here with our defender, they're going to basically just be in a bubble, only they don't have the bodies, I think, to fully expand. So, like, a few things come to my mind. Um, I really, really love um, Beast of Chaos into this play, especially on this mission. Ooh. Um, the ability to kind of like drag GCs off that objective and then have mine walk on says, hey, that's mine now, not yours anymore is a really cute tech. I'm sure a lot of countries will be playing for. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention the Ungor Raider shooting off the board. Volume sometimes is key here, which means I also then again really love KO here. This is fun. I mean, the, the Thunder build does exactly what it does. Um, we have what else at our disposal? Another fun thing here, or at least another avenue of attack, is I like the idea of using anti-movement shenanigans into our opponents. Yep. So therefore, I'm looking at also at Oakenbrow and Lumineth um, to take advantage yep. of Fire Slayer's poor movement speed. Um, again, being movement characteristic four and having our English player having gnashing jaws is just going to run rickshaw on those little, you know, sure. little tiny guys. Oak and Brow telling them that they don't get to do any pylons can limit their effectiveness. Um, you know, it's only 10 man units. I think there's one 20 man unit, which, so against the 10 man units, you're just killing one or two guys and you're stepping on with two tree lords. Like, this is mine now. Um, yep. You could just take all your big reach attacks into those GCs over the front line. Uh, Matt, where's your head at? Hmm. The Oak and Brow is a little bit, a little bit scary. It's, it's going to be a gamble. Right. So bringing Oakenbrow, what do you have? Two GC there? 
Am I reading um, that correctly? Yeah, our Oaken Brow list that we have to work with has the War Song and the Battle Mage as yeah. our GCs. Yep. Which I mean, War Song is a fantastic GC. So yeah, it's a it's you a can great also GC. snipe other GCs too. But it also uh, generally when I see this list played the way it works, um, that GC has to be really really hidden. Um, meaning movement for it is going to be done late game when everything's okay, right? Okay. Um, which makes scoring a little bit harder. Um, sure. The the thing, I don't know why I'm feeling it. Um, the thing that I'm actually kind of leaning into here, and again, it's a little strange, <laughs> is uh, the Slaves to Darkness list. Ooh. So we only have two sorcerer lords. Yep. But we can actually kind of hide these in. Uh, did I see that right? Where's the no chaos knights court? Oh no, I I totally read that list wrong. Look at me reading things incorrectly. <laughs> I was no. I was waiting for you to go. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, what's he seeing that I'm not? I'm like, never, that's never not mind. that's not where my head was. Doesn't mean it was wrong. Because don't get me wrong, I think in a, in a straight up fight. I would love to see this matchup. I just yeah, think with yeah. this mission, I don't think this is where Phil Marshall is going to want to land with his chaos, in my opinion. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, in that case, I'm still, I'd still be kind of worried about the the slowness because both the battle mage and um, and the war song rev are just they don't want to be right in the fray. And if they're in the the army, if they get caught in combat and they do get shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire army is immediately on the back foot. All of those fun combos go down. I think what I would actually love to see, and this is more again of that kind of, all right, you want to play the grind. We're going to play it even better. Let's go with the soul blight. We have one, two, three, four, um, four GCs. GCs. Um, So that immediately puts us up in an area where, uh, you know, we're going to have more opportunities created if we need to split forces. You know, this is already a board control army. And my strategy coming into this is let's control the board, keep them off of the objectives already. Okay. Um, right. We've got Gorslav to bring units back. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, summoning back in, uh, which again, that's what's one of the best ways to deny somebody a, an objective. If they can't step on it, it's not theirs, right? So if we have the ability to summon in anything, hold an objective for one turn before our slow little guys can catch right up, have you know Radicar come in and delete or make something really, really sad for a while. Um, plus, we've got the Amethyst Pinions on that Vampire Lord, which means he's going to go fast. The other one's a Tunnel Master. I think this one captures objectives quickly. And because we have summoning, if you were playing your gravestones correctly, you immediately have board control. Okay. So that's that's my thoughts. All right. What? Uh, so you got zombies, and sorry, what was it, what was the other one you were leaning towards? Or did you? You, you guys are one? putting down two. Yeah, because yeah. we got to put down two. Yep. So soul blight, and didn't we have? What was your other one? So the two that I was looking at was I really liked um, looking at Oakenbrow um, as as a p- potential attacker here. I really liked our idea of going into maybe a techless build here. 
um, mm-hmm. to just take advantage of gnashing jaws. Granted, they got a Null City Nikon. I understand that. But if they fail that four up the first time, that little Battlesmith is gone. And then Teclas can just do Teclas things all day. Um, I also like the idea of um, potentially even, you know, I, I'm really trying to make sure that the one thing I'm concerned with here, Matt, and I would agree with you on that Zombies play, unless, and the one thing that I'm looking at here is drop count. All what you said is 100% correct, but in this mission, the lower drop count is going to dictate the pace of that game. And if those Fire Slayers get to that objective with their GC first, you could throw 100 zombies on it, and it won't matter. And they do outdrop us. Our zombie list here in England is 12 drops versus mm. 10 drops on that Fire Slayers they throw out. So that concerns me a little bit. It's why I was looking at some of our maybe our lower drops to kind of better get that pace. That's why when you went to that Phil Marshall Slave special, I'm like, oh, maybe he sees something here. Um, I didn't see any teleport tricks here, um, potentially. Otherwise, I'd be right there on board with you. They got um, the Corvus. It, it's not like teleport. Yeah, trick, but it's, you know, yeah, but, but it, it's, it's not it, something that you can bring a GC to the area. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, think, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was looking for those Zinchmark sorcerers to kind of use Tunnel Master and or teleporting. Like, I thought they're going to kind of play those games mm-hmm. potentially. But yep. um, I'll be honest, you know, this is really a tough one. Um, I, I kind of really like the idea of maybe going... I still like Beast of Chaos because they can null deploy, but more importantly, they can dictate where those GCs stand. I really think we should throw at least uh, Beast of Chaos with something into it. Beast of Chaos is Team Finland. Oh, shoot. Did I read the wrong? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm running. I know. You're so excited. I hate to really put <laughs> I was on it. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. Screen. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, dang okay. it. I really thought I had that. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Beast of Chaos, I was like, wait, 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 wait. We got low hanging fruit here. This yeah, is easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's 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 do this then. Let's throw, um, you know, for the sake of time, let's go with Soulblight Grave Lords and um, humor me. Let's let, let's 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 throw the Oaken Bra out there. Why not? Yeah, I, I think that's good. great because. You know, it's it's two different approaches. Again, yeah. this is coming from myself as a player, right? Sure. I don't know yeah. Max. I don't know his play style. But the most most of the times that I see the Oak and Brow played, those two in the back going to stay there. Sure. So I'm sure he is going to kill it. <laughs> so, Jack, we've got uh, we've got uh, our Fire Slayers list is staring down the throat of either Sylvaneth or uh, Soulblight Gravelords, right? Did I get that yeah. right? Yep, that's right. What do you what are you feeling? Well, you know, a couple ways to reason this out. One is with logic. Others Oof, with but like, the other uh, one. Other one. What would go trek do? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are books yeah. where he's murdering both. That sort of feels like so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So he's looking down Oakenbrow and he's looking down on dead, right? So, I think. Off the cuff, I think I'd rather fight the undead for a few reasons that Mike uh, showed, which is one, we outdrop them so we can get on the objectives first. Yep. Right. And then two, I think we outgrind them. Yeah, if we can get on the objectives first, yes. And I think that's 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 probably a sound way to go. Um and I don't like the idea of not being able to pile in because that's really gonna hurt us. And those tree lords are super obnoxious. Yeah, they're run circles around us. They're super speedy and two slow guys, but getting there first, I think, is the way yeah. to match up here. Um, now, the bummer is they don't have any GCs, so we could potentially score against them, you know, like we and we, you know, take them out of the um, versus pairing into their highest GC count list. Oh, I see. Almost like a take one for the team null, but not yeah. even that bad a chance. Yeah, you're bringing up some good thoughts. You guys can tell I'm bad at team picking. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, 
let's just go for it. Let's go into Soul Blight, Soul Blight Grave Lords uh, for with Fire Slayers, and we'll, we'll we'll just for the interest of time. Uh, so your pick, you has put down Lumineth or not Lumineth, uh, Zinch, mm-hmm. and we decided to pair to to offer you Caradron uh, Overlords and Lumineth Realm Lords. Yeah, a lot of lords. It's a yeah, lordly a lot, choice. Yeah. Lot, lot, lot of lords here. Um, I mean, we're basically staring down the bottle here of uh, thirty thunderers or techless and some sentinels, right? Like this is uh, definitely not what the Zinch players hoping to encounter. But uh, Matt, why don't you why don't you kick it off? What what, what are your thoughts here? Any day, all day, uh, Lumineth, because okay. it's Guild of Summoners. Mm-hmm. Just give me give me the extra give me the extra stuff. Um, I've still got some decent shooting attacks. Like, yeah, you can throw some mortals across the board. That's really sweet and that's really cute. Um, but if I'm going up against another sorcerer heavy army and my summoning mechanic is going to be how many spells can they get off, which that entire army depends on to function correctly, mm-hmm. my my initial and probably, you know, my idea would be, okay, well, we've got that. Let's go ahead and maximize it. How many Lord of Changes do you want on the field over the course of this game? <laughs> because you are going to be able to pull it off in this matchup. Additionally, if if it's going to be a ton of Sentinels, like that's I'll just be I'll be straight up. The Sentinels, Sentinels have a certain style of play. Everybody knows that style of play, right? You either you either kill it or you don't. And if there's going to be one matchup that is going to ha- to need any bonus, it's going to be the extra wizardry from that. So okay. if they're it, again, they have what was it? Forty Sentinels, right? Forty. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's techless and forty sentinels, and then stuff around it. They only have one, they only have, I believe, just have the spell portal though. It's the only on the spell they have. They are a one drop, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, so let's go ahead and eat that spell. Let's okay. do it. I I like that. That's where my head's at as well. Um, I was only concerned with maybe again, Zinch has such good tactics and their grand strat to kind of fish for. This mm-hmm. is an opportunity, and in, in teams format, it can, is is known to do this. Is kind of like throw somebody under the bus to maybe make the pairings better. I was looking at this as an opportunity to maybe consider getting KO off the menu for the rest of my team. And that was the only thing that I was leaning towards. Like, I do agree. I would, I love the Zinch into LRL. I like that. That's kind of a nice, good, grindy game. Each player can kind of fight for edges. I also like that since they're castle they're not gonna. They're not as likely to throw that Cathalar super up forward because they're afraid of us. Um, we've got that Sigil that can kind of maybe keep Sentinels just busy enough to kind of minimize their damage while we kind of play that long game. Again, you and I are thinking long game. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was just only wanted to consider maybe pulling that KO away from the rest of my team just because I think Zinch has such a good autopilot mechanic that even if they're losing, they're not losing by a lot. Was my only consideration here. Yeah, that's true. So what do you all right after after that we've discussed lock it in what are we doing Matt Oh wait so what was what was your other pick I was thinking about maybe j- taking the KO just to get it off the menu for else and basically take a a low loss take a close loss here like basically succeeding like yeah you know what Zinch is probably not going to win that one without a lot of luck but you know what I think they'll still score fine to keep that close um, or close enough overall to take KO away from the rest of my players because that volume shooting 
looking into. I, I certainly don't want to see that in Gitz later. If I'm bringing 72 Hurt, I don't want to look at 30 Thunders across that as an option, right? Yeah. Um, if I'm looking at my fire sayers, I sure as hell don't want to see dwarves with guns versus dwarves with no pants, right? I don't want to see that either. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of where my head was at. Was I was looking in the next few rounds to say, man, these are both close toss-ups. I think I agree with you that Lumineth is probably the more winnable game. But I'm thinking a more, again, like we talked earlier, the winnable round in saying, does KO off the table today make my chances of winning the round better? Let's see. So hmm, I think. I think, yeah, that's probably the better way to go. The only counterpoint maybe would be the Slaves to Darkness. No, no, no. Uh, you guys have the, you just have KO or Lumineth. Oh, so yeah, so, so, so. yeah, yeah, just those two. Yep. Mm. How about this? I, my favorite tool is this. I can roll it. You want odds or evens? No, I'll, I'll lean on, I'll lean on your decision there uh, with experience. Okay. See, that's why it's a team. That's right. Let's let's. <laughs> it, like I said, I, I I didn't disagree with a single thing. Single thing you said about that LRL Zinch matchup. That's close. I think Zinch has the tools to get that win. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of countries take that more that veteran play of hey, I put my Zinch player in there, not to win, but to lose as little as possible. And I think that's really something that this is going to dictate some 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 pace of the game. And we'll see if it impacts these pairings. So we're going to lock you, that in. We're going to take KO. Are you guys run, using the? Destiny dice to make your decisions here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's exactly why I pulled it up. Yeah, <laughs> I got Destiny dice right here. I'm ready that's to go, how, man. That's how we do this. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so to 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 finalize that round one, right? We've got Finland's Fire Slayers versus England Zombies. Yep. Right, and, mm-hmm. and then yep. we've got English Zinch versus Finnish KO, and yep. that's only the worthy. Boom, locked only it in. The worthy. All right. What's the next round we got? But all right. <laughs> mission number two. Mission number two. Lurkers below. All right. Here it I, is. All right. Do, so should we lead off our thought process first since yeah, you guys you, did the first you, one? You guys go first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that man. Every, every way to Sunday, Matt, I want Phil here. I want Phil Marshall, Slaves of Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne. I want this big bully list on the big bully mission. I will never, never like give up ground that I'm coming after you day one, day two. What do you think? That makes 100% sense to me. There's, yeah, I mean, so it, it do they? Here's the biggest question, right? Mm-hmm. How much teleporting shenanigans can they bring up against us? That's the only That's, question. Well, so and and well, and this is why I also really like the uh, the the slaves list here too, because remember, you can't take three without taking two. So I think Phil has a great center mass anyway that I don't ever see him giving up that center objective. Mm. Um, so it's not like he, they can skip the line and go straight and teleport our backfield because we got nothing there unless they take that king of the hill. And I think that's why I really like Phil's list here because it's really hard to push him off of any one objective. And even if he just plays for center all day, man, that's a big, big, big list to throw off of that center. Sure. Yeah. I think even if you get the minor win on it, it's such a huge, it's a huge mission to get the minor win. I think so too. Um, Not to help you, you guys. <laughs> what do you, what, what, I'll, take, I'll take all the help I can get, man. Yeah. You, but, but Matt, where's, where, where, what's the other list you're looking at? Obviously. Yeah. So this is an interesting one in that having to start early on, right? That's, whoop. sorry guys, I'm so rusty. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> and having to start on, one to two, two to three, right? Right. So my my 
my counter tactic here would be to stop them on turn one by seeing how much I can get on one, if possible. So I, I don't think on one you can contest. I, I think that's actually part of the rules design of this mission. I'm not sure if you can actually. No, it is. You can't contest on, rule, on, yeah. on one. So, yep. but so I like where you had so, that, but can't so do it. You not, can, you not, can try not, an holding alpha it, attack. Not holding it. Not holding it. Halting momentum. Ah, okay. Okay. So the longer that we're halting their momentum to get to two, the easier it is for us to hold that two. So you're thinking about like putting that wall up, kind of like trump it up, like build a wall and make them pay for it so they can't even get out of their zone. <laughs> exactly right. Oak and brown. Okay. There. Oh, okay. You gotta, so, you're invested in some nine-inch charges, though. I like it. I like it. So I may be invested in some nine-inch charges, but they, <laughs> they could be good nine-inch charges. Uh, so so the Game's idea really easy is, when you make them. Yeah, right? <laughs> the idea, idea here. My strategy is roll high. <laughs> yeah. Roll high as often like as it. possible. Love it. Uh, so really the idea here is if we are, you know, able to drop the trees down, all of this list is going to be able to get up to that second spot, turn one Yep. on our turn. That spot is ours from then on. We're always going, not always, in, again, going from my mentality and playing this list, you know, we're going to want to have the Warsong Revenant hanging out in the back. So that's always going to be holding that area, right? And if it's going to be threatened, we've got the ability to do our Warsong Bomb to push some stuff out a tree lord can come back in and take a swipe or two if we've got some teleporting stuff from the other side but if we are starting out the gate with only three objectives one after the other being taken what's to stop us from gaining the momentum turn one or turn two jumping right in and pinning them down with tree lords making them strike last essentially tearing the throat out of the mission right away okay i like that um i'm only concerned with that strategy if this was like more of like the colonel hunter build where it actually had some 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 meat to that standing power i'd be yep you could totally block some stuff out but remember they're just chariot sized bases so like they're pretty maneuverable i mean good and bad for us right we can move yeah. around pretty quick but they can also get around us pretty quick too that's my concern mm -hmm. um but i don't hate it um all right, so my other alternative, which is what you uh, you may have taken away from me, but it's a team's format. So what we got to learn from each other is I was really hoping to be able to throw zombies down here because, I mean, boy, <laughs> you want to talk about just like zombies would the, be zombie good horde, zombies the zombie would horde be just walking down the middle of the field would feel pretty good here to me. Um, Fire Slayers is also another option. Fire Slayers was the other one I was leaning on, but I kind of okay. wanted to bring kind of a counterplay to the expected, right? Okay. So, All right. Um well, let's see here. You leaned on me on the last one. I'm gonna lean on you on this one. Let's 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 go your way. Let's throw Oak and Brow on this one. Let's trust each other. All right, we're throwing All it right. in Oak and Brow. Love it on lurker on lurkers. Nice. Gotta trust good. your team. All right, Jack. <laughs> what do we got here? So I feel like this mission there are two. There's two basic strategies, right? There's yep. the yep. Um, there's the relentless inevitable progress strategy, right? Where you just have an immovable object that pushes the board. Right, which is yep. kind of what that English Slaves of Darkness list was trying to do. Big fill, um, baby. Mm, go get them. Or there is the cheeky grab three objectives on turn three. You know, like you know, like not grab them, but you know, like the cheeky. You know, you've got two. You're you're and you're dancing around three, waiting for that snipe. Yep, snagging for the win. Right. That's, right. That's the that's the way. And looking at our list that we have available to us, I don't see. 
a really strong, relentless, inevitable list, right? Our fire slayers was really, that was our, that was our big list. Yep. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning the other way and I feel like Slanesh could be a really good candidate. Um, right. It's going to keep, keep the, keep things spicy in the middle of the board. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it also just has all the movement in the world for just a quick little, you know, sneak onto that third objective when it's, when it's, uh, when, you know, things get dicey. All the seekers, especially, are so fast. They, they exactly. can pull that off, and they don't have to hold on to all the depravity forever. In this mission, they can dump annoying screens and do all sorts of funny stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, I like that. I, I think for me, it's could be Sinesh. Yep. Uh, I also think you know we didn't already have Ko paired up, did we? We had really? Ko is paired up. Oh, never mind. Okay, I was kind of thinking. And, and wait, we, we that, and that's right, Jack. That's why I took it off the table because I I looked at this mission stack and I was like, man, Ko gets better and better. I think as this goes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, it should be noted as complete metagame choice here that Finland is almost entirely a forest. So you're kind <laughs> of like you're fighting home territory against these guys, no matter what you're doing with Oak and Browless. So I think they're playing right into our hand with this one, Miles. There we go. But yeah, we should still probably go with Slanesh. <laughs> Let's go with Slanesh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Slanesh, those are, yeah. those are our downed uh, picks. So you guys, uh, we flip them over and you are uh, picking um, bids against Slanesh. All right. Oh, and I, I did want to ask, because we, we said nine inch charges. Maybe there's yeah. something I'm not aware of, but with the battle mage and the spite swarm high, yeah, no, no, you're make you can get you, you can, can get, get some, it down. You can get it down almost a four or five, right? I mean, like it's it's very reliable. But man, when those spells go off, you look like a rock star. When they don't go off, you just look like every other chump trying to make a nine inch charge. <laughs> like, yeah, and that, that's and my that's, only concern with that. <laughs> that's where I'm leaning into that pick is because it it pays off to start further off back in the board, right? I like that. Yeah. So you're outside of denials. Yeah, I, I like that, and I I think it's really fun too because I think, like I said, I'm I'm curious to see how that would play out. I, I actually really kind of like the con- concept of like you don't have to be fast turn one, you just have to be fast once, and I like yep. that. That could be yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, so we're we're staring Gambling. down. Slane- yeah, I'll, oh man, don't even get me started. Let's go. <laughs> so we're staring down Slanesh. They got 44 of those stupid archers that break every time you touch them. So that's pretty good. Maybe we should just flick them off the board, and that's how we beat them. Um, um, with that i kind of like the idea of well let's give them some tough nuts to crack right let's 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 give them something where you know they've got threat overload so let's take a look and say um maybe maybe our ko or our beast could be really good if they're um if they're looking to have 44 as their kind of base camp of operation, kind of kind of like this list really reminds me of like the I, IDK Reavers list, right? That mm-hmm. just kind of maybe only without mm-hmm. the show up part. They're just they're trying to kill you by death by a thousand cuts. They're not quite Sentinels, but they're pretty good, especially you can, you know, stack the rend. But you know what? They're shooting and do nothing if you can't see me. <laughs> so I can hide in my boats or my magic bridge or I can hide off the board and do what I want. I really like the attacking pair here of Beast of Chaos and Thunderers. I think that's a nightmare for any castle army to want to play against. They both offer, I think, what all four of us were talking about, those quick little snipe moves to maybe eventually get that round three uh, mm-hmm. objective just to end the game on the spot. I think they can all I, play conservatively well to not give up the game either. And I just want to make this one heartbreaking uh, mention. Am I reading the wrong one again? Marine which is you don't have Beast of Chaos. Oh, God! Yeah. <laughs> Give me, all right, that's it. You know what? I'm calling Audible. I'm just going to call the judges right now. England, and you... you 
we're just gonna take we're gonna take yeah. Finland's Beast of Chaos again. I so. was just I, I was just gonna roll with it. I was gonna let it go as long as we could. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looks we... too good to be true. That's why I don't do pairings, man. I, I just I'm I'm just making it up on the fly. It's fine. <laughs> so we're we we already have committed uh, Zinch, uh your Zinch, your Sylvaneth, and your uh, zombies. And zombies. zombies, right? So. so- KO feels good here. I don't want to throw Gits down into Slash. That's a matchup I want to avoid, I think, most days. I'm almost feeling that if we're going to be up in a in a game against Slanesh, there are a couple of things that they do really well. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of things that they're middle of the road. And if somebody comes in with something just a little bit stronger, it's really easy to wipe them. Okay. Right now, with this list that I'm seeing with Slanesh, I'm not seeing a way to really counter this army, and that would be the Teclas army. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah, I'll shoot him. Yep, I'll shoot him, and then just keep on moving up. Yeah, I, I and, and and I do like, it, especially in this mission, you basically don't have to worry about spreading out, right? There is no like, I got to hold primaries. Lumineth can just play the battle tactic castle game, which is really, really what they like to do. That's true. Um, I, I mean, Slanesh can basically get all the ren they want, but I mean, protection techless means I'm always going to get those five ups. Techless is got a has a big target on his head, which concerns me. I was thinking K or slaves here as my attackers. I can I can see slaves and yeah. Because the one thing, I, I, again, I really like here is I, we all recognize that Slanesh, you're right, is um, something that if you can just get that momentum on them, they, they'll start crumbling. They're a glass cannon through and through. Um, if if Bar Slaves list gets that early double, I'm not sure what Slanesh has to hold those Varengard. Well, I mean, see, that's, that's the scary thing to me is um, Slaves are going to be relying on on saves essentially yep. and the ability to strip them down to across the army if i remember correctly what do we have here so they don't have as much they don't have as much ren stacking as like maybe a traditional build remember this is the keeper and contorted build so oh I think it's i'm only gonna i'm not right. even worried about the uh the keeper or the contorted right those yeah. are, those are there to have fun and run around the thing yep. so they've got one unit of bliss barb seekers <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna mean one unit, probably twenty-two bliss barb archers is gonna be hitting at Ren two. So that's yep. uh forty-four shots uh coming at you at Ren two. That's yep. gonna eat through anything and then get charged by two units of slick blade seekers that are then going to uh hit them at a rend of three and just sure. pure weight of attacks alone on top of the summoning that they probably get off of it would probably decimate that unit. Now that's entirely dependent on how that charge is set up, whether yeah. it's going to be, uh, Assu- that's yep. turn dependent, which is a little bit iffy to me. Yeah. Assuming, assuming they get that charge. I mean, I can't not see them 10 Nurgle Knights with the Nurgle banner sitting right up front. You're one all out defense away to say that Ren two in combat doesn't mean nothing. Right. Mm. And we're still holding our three up. So I like that one, two punch idea, but basically we're just staring across the face of uh, going down to a two up save up to four ups. Uh, against these 44 archers um one inspiring presence away from just hanging out and saying cool good luck now we're going to push and come into you now that's kind of i i I saw i think a lot of that too um i think the combat is really where the nurgle knights are going to shine right they're basically just going to hold and and get be even tougher the varengard as long as they can still keep moving around the flanks to clean things up i think that works out pretty well um 
and it, I like your Lumineth idea too. Um, let's. So we both let's agree on the on, KO is the attacker one, but let's let's pick this one real quick. Let's let's go and sleep to darkness. Okay. Now we're gonna just take, we're just gonna keep taking turns if we tie on some. I love it. <laughs> well, it's 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 interesting because the slaves to darkness, yeah, like they're they're gonna do well on this mission for most opponents, right? Just because of the pure like anvil and hammer that they are. Yeah. Whereas with the Lumineth later on, there can be a little bit more techie stuff that they can yeah. do that will uh, outshine. I love them in Night is Pass, for instance, and that's kind of spoiler alert where I think I'm gonna land hopefully this Lumineth if we can. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so we got it. We're going to throw KO and Slaves of Darkness at you guys. KO and Slaves of Darkness. All righty. Let's take a look at you. What do you got for us in our Oaken Brow? Interesting poisons to pick here. Miles is in such deep thought he's frozen. I, I was about to say, I can't tell if he's frozen or if he's literally just that focused on the list. <laughs> ah, he jumped. Oh, there oh, he is. All right. yeah. <laughs> Time has no meaning for Miles. Here we go. No, exactly. He skips so, ahead. <laughs> so, Jack, we have a, a oak and brow Sylvaneth list staring us in the face, right? Yep. Yep. And we got to figure out what to do about this. I, I've got one idea, which is I think that they would really, really hate to fight beasts of chaos. You know, I also think that they would hate to fight Beasts of Chaos. And I was kind of laughing myself when, you know, they're a very popular army, even across the aisle for picks yeah. right now. We can finally <laughs> get it out there. But, you know, the nice thing is, where do you hit and run when nothing's on the table? <laughs> exactly. So then... Yeah, actually, I, I resent that remark. I don't know if I told you this earlier in the podcast. Uh, we took your army. That's my army now. We have Beasts of Chaos on the list. You guys only get seven guys now. We get nine. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he's called he it out so much that we actually resemble that remark. Now. There we go. So. <laughs> Classic English imperialism, stealing yeah. other people's armies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also think, Jack, that there's almost no way that they pick Beasts of Chaos based on what, like, the, we have to give them two armies, right? And there's almost yeah. no chance that they'll actually choose Beasts of Chaos for this. Because they'll hate it. They'll just hate yeah. it. They won't want so that. So what is the other being? thing? We got to find something that they hate even slightly more than that. All right, well, let's look at our options. So we have the Beasts. The KO are gone. The Fire Slayers are gone. We have Skaven. Well, what burns up them trees from a distance real well? Well, let's I think take a look. Skaven is kind of interesting. One, it's got enough screens to tank those seven-inch charges. Yep. And two, yeah, you can it it's uh it's it's got enough firepower to just sort of wipe a tree lord every turn. Yeah, with with the with the storm veins, you know. Yeah. I mean the the only sad thing is I feel like Thankful is kind of wasted in that match because he's not burninating everything, right? He's just sure. Still, hmm. but hold hold the thought, right? All that suspense, right? Um, uh, yeah. Nurgle. I don't think this is the, this is the nah, moment for Nurgle. It's not. It's not. And we really don't want to give them Lumineth in this realm in this particular matchup. Sure, I think so. Lumineth would do fine. They would, but they could probably they're 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 good in other places too. Preserve. And then, how do we feel about Gitz into Sylvaneth? You know, I think that they would murder all the trees because anything that kills them gets smacked, and the the swig swig runaways, right? Well, unless they are um, hitting uh, and running. Oh, hitting and teleport. Running, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 the order of operations there reversed on me, and I 
My good idea is not bad. All right, Judd, let's leave them. <laughs> let's leave them in the. It's tag. tough. I feel like Gitz could be good on this mission because it is sort of a slow, inevitable move. Because they, mm-hmm. I mean, that's slow and inevitable, fast and inevitable. Um, but their ability, like the the squigs shine when you can tie something up in combat and keep it there, right? Whereas the yep. trees are exceptionally good at not letting you do that. Well, also because they're dank, they've been in caves, so they're a little right. shiny. Also, I wouldn't call it fast. Remember, lurking below. We're not sprinting below. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Or bouncing. Uh, so I like it. Let's. Why don't we just go with our gut? Beast of Chaos and Skaven. That's true. Knot holes everywhere. Know. Teleporting shenanigans. The, t- the fate of Team Finland is rests on our shoulders, and uh, we just got to go with our best gut, gut instinct on these things. Yeah. Sometimes the gut works, man. I like it. Um, Perfect. So why don't you choose your attacker, and then we'll come back to us. And we'll choose our choose ours. Cool. So remind us, we have slaves to darkness to pick from, and also ko ko. Oof, gross. And we bid we bid our slanesh. That's correct. Ooh, all right. Well, you're pretending to play yeah. this mission. But um, so this is tough. I really don't like ko and this slanesh. Yeah, no, no, yeah, avoid shocker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really. That's a great what? John Madden commentary, and I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you're, you're not going to win the game if you don't start scoring touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> like thinly veiled bliss barb dance fighters don't do well against right. guns. No. Nope. Um, uh, I do think there's some interesting play against Slaves of Darkness just for a lot of the concerns that Matt had raised. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be up to the Slanesh player. It's not a great. Um, it's not a great victory or like a great uh, matchup necessarily. Um, I think the Slanesh player gets a little bit of uh, um, a, an advantage because it's the long deployment and like, you're not going to have that turn one alpha hit from all of the Varen guard necessarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it's going to be harder to pull that off. Um, well, they don't have any anything really to be speedy in this. I don't see like a bridge right. or anything. It's, so it's just well, yeah. So they're you know they can all run um, in charge. Keep that in mind. That's nice. Yeah, they can run in charge, but it's yeah. twenty four inches, and the slaves of darkness have to drop first. Mm-hmm. So um, we know where they're going to be. I guess. Yeah, um, they got the tunis corvus, which is helpful though for the late game. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we can do is put the slanesh in there and take the hit of the ko. It's not great. We do outdrop them, which is interesting. Well, we're fast enough to actually get to the boats potentially, right? Sure. I mean, they're going to deploy in the very back corner of the back. Like it, you have to go. I, I think Jack was mentioning like if you could weather that first storm, you have enough speed to get to the boat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they sure, yeah. After they drop you know, something, Operation Elephant Jumbo Drop, they're going to land and shoot, yeah. and they're like, all right, maybe I can go get them after that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever's on the back lines <laughs> is going to be able to make it in. Yeah. yeah Whatever yeah. is left alive, yes, you can get to my boats. Well, here, here's a key, <laughs> a key thing, and maybe this is me not misremembering the mission packet. So womp womp. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. are they mandating a certain number of pieces of like you know visibility blocking terrain? Are there a few which they are, are going to be there? They, there, there are two. Pieces. There are two forests. Yes, on every map. Um, right. Whether you whether you get alpha or beta is after pairings and because then the defender gets to choose or technically there's a separate roll up between attacker and defender on who gets to choose alpha beta, but there are always two forests. And I'll be honest in all the maps, 
they're very central. It's basically a difference of, and again, I know you, uh, no listeners can't see this, but I'm holding basically perfectly lateral versus like off center. It's kind of oh, like the yeah, big yeah, shift yeah. in where the forests are. That that makes sense. I, I guess I guess my thinking is I like Slanesh a lot more if I can shield those forty four bliss bar bodies from the first round of shooting. That's sure. the biggest thing. But and they, and in this one, you have possible. I don't know. You have a nice deep deployment zone. It's it's, it's, could, it's overgrown too, Jack, so don't forget it's not like true Wildwoods. So the boats themselves have usually enough wounds to be able to see through that anyway. Oh, you're absolutely right. So it totally yeah. goes away. Yeah, the yeah. Thunderers on the ground will be able to see you, but the key note, remember with the recent FAQ, Thunderers in the boat would not be able to see through those forests, so they would have to get them out. So this Thunder build does have to commit to you. That's true. That's true. You know, I honestly feel like we have a much stronger matchup versus Slaves of Darkness here. They yeah. can't get there turn one because back of the board ourselves and time is on our side, right? Because we have rounds and shoots and we can easily get to any objective we need to. And sure. we can pick the one we want to turn into paper armor. But six Baron Guard don't look so good when you have the, the defense. We will take Phil Marshall against uh that sounds yeah. like a scary thing to say. I know, right? <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to say that. I'll take Phil. <laughs> Phil's an animal. He's gonna come yeah. get you, I promise. All right, our turn, huh? Yep. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, Matt, you're the Lorax here. You're speaking for the trees. Do you, do you, do you want some? <laughs> do you want do you want beasts or do you want you want a bunch of rats with guns? Honestly, beasts is an easy one. Um, okay. So, now yeah, remember, this is Kimilcore beasts. Yeah. yeah. What are they going to do? Shut down one tree lord? I got two right. more. Yeah. I I, so, I like it for that for sure. So Bellacor, Bellacor, great, grand, wonderful. Like if you're in a match now and Bellacor shuts you down, um, you should have already planned for a contingency. So um, not to be like hoity-doity, uh, but like Bellacor is not as much of a threat uh, because he's taking away from a core piece of what makes Beast of Chaos great, and that's numbers. Um, so since he's taking away numbers, he's actually fighting on the um, the Oakenbrow's terms. So um, essentially what I would think is even though we do have the ability to hide from the Skaven list, that's enough bodies that regardless of how much combats we're in and how, however good Durthu may spike, there's just going to be too many wounds for that list to get through. And thinking about it, you know, the... Uh, the portals great grand wonderful um they're going to be able to use those to run around and get us because of our low count and the only while i wouldn't see them wanting to commit storm fiends um directly because they're probably going to want to use the uh the wind globes or whatever they're called um from a distance because that's going to be the main way they're going to be able to take out the tree lords um, I would imagine those not even really interacting with anything and taking away from our ability to put all the pressure on them right away at the beginning of the game with all the tree lords in their face. Um, okay. Because all they have to do is skirt around and just shoot at us and shoot at us and shoot at us. Um, we would not be able to gain critical mass as opposed to um, Beasts of Chaos, which would have one really good turn of those bulgors coming in. And if it's planned for, um, you know, that's that's going to be easy enough to stop. 
So, just, so normally, nor, normally I, I I plan for Beast of Chaos by having some screens. And man, do I feel really naked in this open barrel list, list without <laughs> any screens. Like that that concerns the ever living piss out of me. But <laughs> I do say this. I also again, this is just me thinking. Trying to I'm trying to think downstream here. I like pulling Skaven off the lot here, a lot, because I still got my 72 squig herd. And I don't want them fa- sure. facing down nine storm fiends. I'd rather them go home run, home run hit somewhere else. Um, this is a close one. I'll be honest. I'm I'm not really happy with this one. I think I, I think uh, Miles and Jack did a great job throwing this really tough decision here. Um, I think if I'm looking at this and I see that we still have twists and turns and nidus paths down the line, I would rather keep. Um, <laughs> This stuff. Both these lists love playing later. They both love playing right now. Like this is exactly th- those those players are very very happy with this pairing. Mm-hmm. But coming into Oak and Brown, um, Skaven have what Rend two on those globe launchers or Rend three? I forget. Rend it's been a while. Two, I believe. Okay. I don't use so, them anymore. Yeah, it's 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 been a minute for me as well. I, I I still think if we're looking for Oak and Brown to get a winnable game, I think the Skaven play is better. If we're looking to help the team out, we're looking at Beast of Chaos here. Um, and again, I didn't, you know, I didn't red, white, red, red, yellow, green, any of this nonsense like like some players have done. Um, but I'm looking at what I have left in the tank, and we still have our Fire Slayers. We still have our Gits. So I'm looking at the volume play here. I think we should pull Skaven off the board um, because Beast of Chaos, especially in this build, being Bellicor heavy, you're right. Oak and Brow looks pretty pretty great in a Bellicor. Um but I'm a little concerned here with just those 15 bulls, man. I think I think a six-man bull picks down a tree without even trying. Um, I think a, another nine-man pulls down a tree and two down. And especially when their Unger Raiders, their Unger Raiders are pretty much wash here because we have no screens for them to shoot, which means they're just busy shooting off scathe or maybe even just getting extra wounds on us. Um, whereas I would much rather have like maybe fire slayers that can say, well, fine, here's 10 guys, 10 guys, 10 guys before you get to any of this meat. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You can kill these 10 guys in shooting, kill these 10 guys on the charge, and then we'll come back and hit you. Um, at least that's my my train of thought is, I, man, this feels really bad. It's a hard decision. I'm trying to think of the best for the team here, so I'm looking at to lose less here in my decision. No, I think I agree with you. Okay, so we'll we'll go ahead and pull the Skaven here and save okay. piece of chaos for down the line. So that's it. Nice. And then into... So so we ran, ended that one with... Uh, Mike, can you uh, give us the pairing so far? You got it. Yeah, so we have uh, the Slanesh from Finland is going to play English Slaves of Darkness in Lurkers mm-hmm. Below. And your Finnish Skaven will also play the English Oakenbrow list in Lurkers Below. All right. So then we're, we're going to the third round. Nidus Paths. And we're gonna, these are going to pick up because there are fewer things to pick from. That's right. Yeah, we're accelerating into an endgame. Well, right? And more dun, importantly, dun. remember, this is definitely... Um, the last card in your hand from the attacker side is going to go immediately down. So like this is kind of like playing two rounds at once. So this is where a lot of the newer teams might struggle or maybe... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, I'm you know, one of those teams. This is why I'm not on the pairings team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, this is definitely the first pitfall when, you, when you're starting to do pairings is right sure. here. So. so, okay, Jack. Uh, we know they've got Gits and Fire Slayers still in the tank. Yep. They've got uh, their KO, right? We haven't taken out their KO or their yep. Lumineth. That's mm. a that's a brutal uh, 
Ooh, uh, four horsemen that Ooh, we're looking baby. at. Don't worry, those armies are bad. That's why I was like, that's why, hey, we were saving them right here. You, I'm not going to lie. You had us in that, uh, you had us in the first half, but that second half, I'll tell you. Yeah, right, coming back. Right. Yeah, I'm a little afraid too. Um, okay, uh, remind me, guys, is it Nidus Pass or is Twist and Turns run right now? This is Nidus Pass. Pass. So this okay. is, uh, GCs can, uh, can flip the, can flip the diagonals. That's not true. It, Nidus Pass yeah. is you can teleport on the diagonals. Yeah. Oh, that's it's anything. Right. Yep. It's anything. Four corners, anything. Yeah. What you're, what you're Only thinking within of six. is, is Path of a, ch- or, Something of a champion, where okay. on the corners your GCs of contestant can score an extra secondary. This is you okay. can teleport corner to corner. Yeah, okay. this teleport. is you have to be wholly within six. So twenty clan rats is not going to do it, right? And, and I'm not saying eh, I don't think. Can you they fit could, twenty they, clan rats? You you could you'd be surprised how much you can fit in a six by six cube as long as there's no gnaw hole in there for sure. Yep. Yep. Okay, so we got to pick one or two right now, Miles. What's, what's her? What's her? We're picking pick? one to go down. Yeah, one to go down. I think our best just, sort of. Oh, sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, I think our best sort of tanky all-arounder build that we have left is Gloom Spite Gits. Okay. Right? They can kind of go up against a lot of different stuff. Um, this is a mission, uh, you know, they uh, they can take advantage of that teleport because they are fast out of the teleport, yep. right? So yep. they'll, they'll be able to, like, get places even if they're in the corner. Um I do potentially worry about protecting our loon shrine from a from a cheeky teleport, um, but we also have access to a lot of little units that can just sit in that corner, so they can't teleport to it. I like that. I mean, the other stuff we got still sitting out there is what we have: maggotkin right. of Nurgle. And um, I, I really want that maggotkin to pair into a Gits or a Fire Slayers yeah. if we can get it. Yeah, right. Get that. So we're saving that one. So what else is left? The Lumina didn't actually get paired up, did it? Still there. That's true, and that would be a good one, I think, for this too, because um, I mean, just as a, as an all comers list, right? Lumineth are nasty. Yeah, and you're going to sit on that path, and no one's going to touch it, and right. you don't really care as much about them zipping around because you're going to nuke the whole thing with Techless. Exactly. All right. Well, I like Tech. I like I like uh, saving Gloom Spite a little bit, but do they have any hard counters for Gloom Spite that would be worse later? Um, their KO are still in play. Their Gloom Spite is still in play. Uh, you guys still have your Fire Slayers, right? And, and your Lumineth. Yeah, so they have two good shooty lists that we don't want our Gloom Spite to play. So that's a, that'd be a good reason not to put them down. Yeah, I think that's fair. So let's do let's do tech lists. This also is better right. for castle builds because shifting twists and turns moves around a lot, right? So it's that's true. Good. Yeah, we don't really want to deal with. Yeah, so let's. All right, we're putting down tech lists. Okay, sounds good. Got you locked in for tech lists. Perfect. Right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, Matt, but the, uh, they all echoed everything I was about to just say. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah, I, 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 I put it out in the world. And I'm like, damn it. I really want to do this. Um, <laughs> so thinking thinking outside the box, right, um, that same logic. Um, now I'm looking at this from a defender standpoint. And again, I'm trying to act like I don't know they threw Lumineth down, even though I know sure, that's sure. what we want to do, too, because we're trying to do this in the blind as best we can. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely am always thinking I want to throw Lumineth down here. Lumineth love playing Nidus Pass. This is fantastic for them. I actually really like them in Lurkers too. We just didn't get that opportunity. Sure. Um, so Lumineth is really powerful here. Gits uh, can be powerful here. Um, and looking at what they have left, which again, thinking in the blind, they have Lumineth, which means I want to be selective. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have Beast of Chaos. Um, 
Beast of Chaos is interesting. I mean, that army just offers so much. I mean, talk about like Attacker City 101. It's really hard to like plan for that, but I think we have enough layers that we might be able to withstand that, so that feels okay. Um, Archeo is still in play, which means I'm, I'm holding him for an attacker. Um, also, he could play really well here too, and he could throw a curveball, I think, for a lot of folks that say, how do you want to attack this? Um, mm -hmm. But I also really like KO and Twist and Turns. So I like saving KO as an attacker here because it means I have the opportunity to defend with them in Twist and Turns. Like It just gives me a second shot of making sure they're going to play one of these two missions in the matchup I want. Mm -hmm. So that's like I'm thinking that way too. Now I'm really interested to see what you're going to pick because I'm wondering if we're thinking the same thing here. Okay. So my heart of hearts want to say... I want to play Gloom Spite. And Ooh. the reason being is when I look at what they have left, I only see really like one thing that I don't want to play in the blind. And that means I want to put this guy as a defender because I want to make sure he doesn't play it because Gloom Spite has such great high scoring potential that I want to make sure he really gets lined up and just knocks it out of the park. So my knee jerk is I want to throw Gits here. It's a good choice. Okay, so they... you have your Gits. They can blob the hell out of it. Um, I literally just played this mission with my Orc on Pork army um, on <laughs> Wednesday uh, against Gitz. Uh, and and they're rough, but um, especially, it was actually very close to this list. Um, but I'm almost feeling like Fire Slayers. Ooh. I, I like that too, and it's ready. That's that was like my close second is in my mind because like I also like attacking with it there because I don't mind it landing in the other one as well because there's such a wide army that mm -hmm. they can cover anywhere and just be fine effectively. Yeah, and we've got firewall, um, firewall to help us with any shooting. Again, I'm looking at this blind. Firewall does not block line of sight for shooting like it used to. It's You're thinking Palisades. You're getting confused. Oh, I'm thinking Palisades it, it, it does block movement, but it That's doesn't block it line of sight. Okay, so... But you could wall in the teleport it, spot. Exactly. That's yes. the idea. It can block, which is um, good too. So even if somebody's stuck in there, or we can, we can just set something down and not really worry about it... <laughs> Um, but we also have a rune father for reaching out a little bit deeper if we really want to, which looks like how this list has been built out a little bit. Um, which means we can kind of make up for a little bit of the problems of this map, um, which is if Big we're L. going, huh? Big L, like it's like it, it's, it, the, it's, a, it's an L deployment with like as you're only eighteen and which is inches away from one of the corners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so we can get to at least one of these other objectives fairly early on by um, by deep striking in, um, probably one of the bigger units. Uh, probably the, yep, we get through our probably the slim shields or the or the hearth guard. I was thinking just something big enough that somebody has to commit. So well, the, the sling rest shields, the, we only got one 10 sling shield. That's my, if that was the bigger unit, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But I'm th it's the, it's the spreading out of the objectives that I think makes this an interesting one. Um, not exactly the teleporting capability. Yeah. I, I, I could not agree more. It's kind of where I'm thinking like, so I want something consistent that can hold one, hold two. Doesn't have to hold more, which does favor your pick of the fire slayers for sure. 
So if we are, but if we are going to, one of the great things that Gloom Spike gets does, uh, especially with this list, is that extra movement. So they can reach out and tap later in the game fairly easily. Um, so no, I think I'll lean with uh, Gloom Spike. I think as much as I want to do Fire Slayers, it's much less guaranteed that everything will go the way of Fire Slayers there. I'll lean on okay. you on that one. Okay. And, 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 and they're close. I'll be honest. Like uh, you, you and I were both very similar. I think just a shy off in the opposite mindset. And I think both have value here, which is fun. I'm just genuinely looking at and how I always do things it is against not the right way. It's not the wrong way. It's I'm always looking at how do I decrease risk later? And I'm looking mm-hmm. at what do they know they have on the board now versus what do I need choice here? And and that's what concerned me the most with gets is I don't want to play an Illumineth, right? I don't want to play into really much else. It, it, they're like it, that Lumineth is such a lightning rod, and we're getting ready, getting ready to go into that big flip of who gets left over that they could choose that. Mm-hmm. That you're taking really what should be like a Mike Tyson fighter and just like taking all of his weight away. So we don't want yep. to do that. Okay, makes so sense to me. Let's lock it in. We got gets. All right. So you guys got gets, Jack. That leaves us with uh, our own gets. Maggotkin mm-hmm. of Nurgle and Beast of Chaos. So now here's the trick with this with this uh, question, right? Yep. Whoever we put down, they're going to fight one of them, and the other one immediately becomes our defender, our pick for the next round. Yep, yep. So we need to be very, very happy with both of our picks now becoming the defender next round on twists and turns. It's fair enough. Well, we know we don't want to put down, I think. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> what is that? We don't want to put down Gits? No, I, I think that unless I'm, I'm misremembering, you know, if, if we put down our beast right now, they lock it in for this and waste them. We need beast next round. For twists and turns? Yeah. We really want beast and twists and turns, I think. Do so... you think the the gloom spite on gloom spite is interesting? Oh, it's not interesting unless you just like a big pile of squigs like batting each other. And so we away. think that they wouldn't take that either. Is effectively what we're thinking. We'll yeah, give them a like, like. So we, I guess, what we're coming to is we're going to throw down Nurgle and Gloomspite. I think so. Nurgle, I think, is a good matchup in some ways. You know, with this, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty decent matchup, right? Because yeah. they just have so many shots at at range, and you can plague point them, you know, or disease point right. them into bad situations with the heroes. So there's a lot there. Um, and, you know, they probably, as you said, will shy away from a very boring Gloomspite on Gloomspite match, which would just be a grind to, like, no one gets points, probably, um, unless there were dice spikes. Though, we cannot discount the fact that if you get in the head of a Gloomspite gets player, more and more mushroom is probably always the right answer. So it, that's true. Totally backfire. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I those like are my picks. That logic is sound. I yeah, can't I feel like, that. yeah. Uh, that that's immediate immediately what would happen. Um, um, actually, the notes I had right here was literally you can't get into a gets player without mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do have one Mine more just Boing more, more mushrooms than they do. Uh, I don't know that that's going to be the the big. Di- they have some shooters, but I my memory is that shooters are not very good. You, you know, know what they're the- good at? They're going to be in twenty guys somewhere. That's yeah. true. That's that's what true. they're good at being. You know what shooters are? Good. Good enough. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. that's right. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to be 125 points in a book that's much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to throw down Magikin and Nurgle. And we're going to throw down Gitz. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Final answer. $50 million or whatever whatever game we're playing. I think we're walking away with our pod. We get money for this? I, 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 wait, wait, really? Oh, no. oh man. Where's my money? Last round. Give me monies. Give me the monies now. Oh, man. Monies. Money, more monies. Monies now. <laughs> so sorry, you said gets and magikin into gets and magikin into your gets. Oh my lord. Okay. And then Nurgle. Okay. So now, all right, Matt, we need to figure this out. You've got you're Honestly, staring down the throat of Lumineth Realm Lords. Yep. And we have Fire Slayers left. Right? We have our Lumineth left? We have, wait, what do we actually have left? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to go through my notes here too. We have our Lumineth left, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um we have our Gits left. And our fire slaves. Uh yeah. Our fire hold on, wait, we should have more than that. We have oh, and our KO. We have both dwarfs left. Oh. Yeah, Zinch is gone. Did, did our we slaves have a are gone. One? Fire Slayers. We have left what? You should have yeah, one we, in the tank because it's going immediately down, but we don't know what that should be. But yeah. This yeah. is why we here always strike last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes us an extra minute. Someone on our team wasn't taking notes, so we'll figure Well, I guess it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yep. This would have been great with a visualization on the YouTube channel, but unfortunately we're a podcast. So you have to use your ear holes to make the brain remember I can, it. I love it. Um, so, so here at Team England, me and Matt here, we've got Lumineth left. Mm-hmm. We have Gloomspite left. We have KO left. And we have Fire Slayers. So when I say twists and turns, I would love, 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 love for KO to not be in this matchup here, Matt, because I want them to go play twists and turns. So that means if we don't pair them as an attacker right now, they will be default our defender down the road. And all them teleporting boats and bridges just loves the idea of just going wherever the hell they want. Um, yeah, I'm in agreement there. So I kind of like that is let's not look at them right now. So that means we have Lumineth, we have Fire Slayers. Um, and we have Gits. And Gits. So, so, no, no, you guys just put down your Gits. Your Gits yeah, are... Oh, gets are right. Right. That, that sounds too good to be true. Okay, we have cool. Lumineth, Fire Slayers, and KO. Okay, yeah. So Lumina Fire Slayers KO. I really don't like Fire Slayers and Twist and Turn, so I want to attack with them right now if I can. And then at this point, it's who else can play Twist and Turns well. Um, looking at Finland's Lumineth, I don't want to throw Gits because it's such a bravery deficit army. Lumineth is you, so you already good threw into gets. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we oh, are, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we sorry, already sorry. threw Gits. <laughs> yeah, you guys have Lumineth, KO, and uh, and Fire I keep, Slayers. I, so this is funny. I literally took notes on the Team England page and Finland page, and I keep looking at it. Hence my early on, I keep going back to BCK. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing two games. Wait, we do it's have like, Beast of Chaos, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my, in my mind, we have Beast of Chaos. I wish we did. <laughs> they're they're okay. a wonderful choice. <laughs> so, all right. Into the, in, into the Lumineth, man. Like... I love aggressive Nobody armies. Wants that. Nobody wants a Lumineth Lumineth fight, I think. Basically, I, I, two Teclases just searing light at each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so is is this going to be is this going to be a wash? That's the question. 
is this well, going to be the mission where we're just like, okay, this is going to come down to, well, I guess. So, so the one thing I do like about um, Jack Armstrong's list here in Lumineth is he's higher drops, but that means he does have sharpshooters. So we could kill their little support hero of Kathy before we have to engage it, which is useful. Like if we mm-hmm. if, just think of if we have to have the mirror, what wins a mirror? Like let's find those edge games, right? Um, our fire slayers, I think, are actually better in a nidus here. So like, I kind of like the idea of like attacking there versus twist, but they could do either one. Um, especially with that null sitting icon, it's such an X factor. It's like if I just roll four up. Your spells are garbage. It's fine. I'll keep going. Yeah. I don't really have to go anywhere. Um, but in hmm. my opinion, I think I really, really want to attack with the dwarves here. I want to save the pair of dwarves. The, even though I just said I want to save KO for later, I think I actually I want to attack with both dwarves here to see what they what they do. Just throw a curveball. See what so it you're does. going slow orange dwarves, slow in their feet but faster sky dwarves versus techless classic matchup. Yeah, I think so. I think at least, Matt, that's where my head's at. If nothing else, just to throw a wrench in the plan. Uh, makes sense. I feel like uh, fire slayers. It just does not feel like a good matchup. It's it's just Null City and Icon dependent, that's for sure. I really yeah. was hoping to get our Fire Slayers early into the fight. We didn't land it. Oh well. That's why I'm just trying to. I, I'm <laughs> trying to think of like where do I want them, Nidus or Twists, and it's tough either way. It would it would depend on obviously player, um, but sacrificing Fire Steel Hand Axes or something to get in right away. I yeah, I think Fire Slayers. Yeah, I think that's probably the best matchup. Alrighty, I'll agree. So, the Jack, we have there. the we have uh, we're looking at the two the the dual dwarves uh, into our Lumineth. It's tough. Well, let let me throw a thought out there, and yeah. guys, feel free to tell me what I'm missing on this. But for mm-hmm. me, it feels like if we say what we want most out of this whole situation is for really slow orange angry dwarves who don't want to have shifting objectives to be forced to fight on the next mission. So if we just take KO, the question is, how does that look for us? And I feel pretty good about it because we have, I think it does look good. We can, we can take the first turn, put up a big screen, uh, shoot the hell out of it. One of the boats, right. In the total eclipse of the heart. So they can't do all the things they want to do. Right. Get our five up spells off, hit them with some stuff. The big thing to consider here, too, folks, and don't forget, and because I looked this up, Miles, when we were looking, it looks like mm-hmm. your beast of chaos is falling down to twists and turns. Yes. So so that's something to look at, too. You're not only looking at where your Lumeth wants to play, but you're also looking at what your beast of chaos is going to pick up the scraps. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want beast of chaos to have to fight KO, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm very you could happy if you wanted to. Yeah. I actually don't know about that. That seems actually kind of interesting to me, but... um. Off the cuff, I don't think I want him to play KO. Yeah. I haven't fully thought that out necessarily. I, I want to bring KO off the table too. I mean, yeah. they're made for speedy stuff. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's let's fight our Lumineth into their KO. Yeah, nice. 
which means Fire Slayer is going to fall down. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then yep. and you guys have Maggot Kin and Nurgle and Gloomspite gets right. Which Matt, we know our Lumineth is going to go play into twists. So when we're looking at Lumineth, I really kind of want them to play gets. And I'll be honest, I know I talked about this earlier in the podcast, like Nurgle having volume. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it is a trade off. It's close. I still think gets has that edge there, but I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit to see what you thought. I mean, I we we have the choice between um, Maggotkin or a gets mirror. Gets. And whoever we don't pick here is going to go play twists and turns into our Lumineth, which is kind of the big setup that I've been trying to trickle down to getting. Sure, yeah. And you want to play against Gits? I really love Lumineth into Gits, especially our English Gits. Um, that's a good not, point. Not, not I think only that's a good we, matchup for you guys. Yeah, we have a lot yeah. of control in, into that because we can turn off both our units uh, with movement debuffs. We have Gnashing Jaws to take advantage of them. <laughs> we have uh, Bellicor-esque effects with their low bravery. It's like we basically get to play a game where we can castle just instead of in a center board, we can castle on a diagonal, right? Mm-hmm. Which is all Twist and Turns is. Mm-hmm. And so be it. If we get one of our two, that's fine. It just means we got to find one of their two to go attack. And that's okay. Sure. That. But I think so, we can really dictate the pace of the game if we get that, which is what I was aiming for. Yeah. So the, no, that, the, the trade-off you guys are trying to do here is you're taking what feels like a slam dunk and giving up an uncertain loss. Well, and, and, and that's where I would look more into the combat math. And, and, and that's where it's like Nurgle has some sharpshooter Rotmeyer. They don't have outflank, so they have no gut rot, which means you can math and predict where that movement is going to be, that 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 threat projection. Sure. Um, they hit on fours, which is the biggest downside of Rotmire. Yeah. Um, they do wound on like threes or something pretty Wound on threes, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're look, I feel like you're usually rolling, you're just looking for sixes. Right. If you're really looking to spread that disease, that's fair, for sure. Um, I think, and that's one thing I needed to look at here was Team England's gets list. Does it have... In snufflers I, or not? I don't think it does. In in all honesty, I wouldn't want to throw Lumineth into Mad, Maggot King anyways. So okay, I'm I'm already in it. Like I don't think Lu, Lumineth, even if it's primarily Rotmire against Maggot King is a good is going to be an easier matchup for Lumineth than it would be, you know, against kids. Because okay. we're we're then we're then putting Lumineth into one of the situations that they really don't want to be in, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. continually forcing uh, mortal wounds on them, um, sure. on an average rate as opposed to a spike or something. Yeah. And all it takes is just one bad techless uh, phase, um, or techless getting wiped out by something. Sure. By just weight of numbers, to all of a sudden have that army crumble, and then those that guaranteed casting is now gone. So we're not getting the wards to shrug Nurgle. And what does Nurgle do best? Sits around, shrugs, shrugs off all the mortal wounds, and just yeah. throws mortal wounds at you. So I think yeah, from just like a top level, um, looking at Lumineth into Nurgle, I would be afraid of throwing them in there. So I'm I'm down with Gits. For- yeah, versus an uncertain gets gets mirror. Well, yeah. Sounds like you guys are feeling gets and lumies, unless I misunderstand. Sounds good. Yeah. So it's uh, Nurgle versus gets in the third round in the third mission, and therefore Lumineth versus gets in the fourth mission. 
Yeah, so I'm just catching up here on my notes. Give me one second. I'll get this. And then this is the last choice. This one right here, Jack. It's this done. Is, it's already is... played for you. Boom. Oh, nice. There's no choice. That, that's the that's the pitfall, right? You've already we did it. it. Hooray! Yeah. We did it. We did yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, your fire. No, your Lumineth versus our beasts, right? In the last. Uh, no. It is. It, yes. It. No. It's. It's our fire slayers into your beast of chaos. That's what it is. Okay. Yep. Feels okay. Feels okay. Which I feel decent about. Yep. Which. Yeah. It's. It, it's. It. Ready. If we had to throw anything into you. I'm gonna throw something that says, "Hey, I'm here. I've got layers, and I got always strike yeah. first when you come in." Like it's that's that was something that I saw as an opportunity into Beast of Chaos. Yeah. Like when I saw these two teams. Um, yeah. but hold on, let, me, let me get my notes caught up, and then we can do a little post post game real quick. Sure. I know we were over Sounds time good. probably. <laughs> and, and just while you're getting your notes up, I think for me the the Fire Slayers probably have the better chance of dealing with a lot of those Beast of Chaos lists, even if there's a high damage. The one thing that they can do is when they do get their turn, fire steel axes are actually really good if you're stuck in combat on the next turn, especially against Bulgors, right? Oh, sure. You've got damage that's continually coming, and Beasts of Chaos struggle against phases, continual yeah. plink damage. Yep, yep. Absolutely. I don't feel too bad about it though. I feel like, you know, yeah, it's like it's they're an immovable object, but they're at least a good mission to be dealing with it with this particular list. So sure, it's yeah. like a little bit of we a can win be, there too. We can be heavy on the primary, getting some of those corner objectives uh, really easily and trying to pick our targets, uh, getting Bellicor in there with something cheeky. Um, and the Cockatrice for just sort of a, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a wild card, but when that thing hits, man, it hits, it goes off. Oh, it's so fun. Even the threat of it's just amazing all the time. <laughs> Well, so again, we've, and that's where I really like I like this matchup against against Beast of Chaos from Fire, Fire Slayers is um, our 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 Overwatch um, is essentially going to be able to deal with threats like that. Just lots yeah. of little axes getting shot. That's pretty good if you bean it up. So true. The, the old well, fleshy bean. That's the must, nice. So must have your fleshy beans. So we are massively over time, but we had a great a great run. And uh, Mike, what was our final standings? Our so, final pairings? Uh, yeah, I'll walk through. Um, so round one was only the worthy. Uh, we have the Finnish Fire Slayers uh, playing into English Zombies. Uh, we have the Finnish KO playing into English Zinch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have in the round two pairings for Lurkers Below, Finnish Slanesh playing into English Slaves of Darkness. We also have Finnish Skaven playing into English Oakenbrow. And then for Nidus Path, round three, we have Finnish Nurgle playing into English Gits. And Finnish Lumineth playing into English KO. And in round four for Twists and Turns, we have Finnish Beast of Chaos playing into English Fire Slayers. And Finnish Gits playing into English Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, do you guys want to talk about them? It's feel? spicy. I think, you know, I think mm-hmm. we both got a couple really good matchups out of this. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, team, Finland, team Finland, Team England, you guys can just uh, skip the first half hour of your round because I think we nailed it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think we got it. You guys go get your beers, you know. First try. Exactly. Yeah. Just do it to the letter. <laughs> see how it goes. Tell us. You can all come to the podcast next time. How'd it go? <laughs> Definitely some learning experiences. Uh, I definitely felt like we committed our KO too early, 
Mm -hmm. but I'm not mad at the matchup they got. You know, I, 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 and and I, like, I I think that's kind of like a pretty common thing that you'll have to keep in track is like, it's really easy to see red and want to go lightning rod for a great matchup. You know, like, ah, it's a 20 Oh, but you gotta, again, it's not one game. There's a lot of games, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense. So, so really, it's a game like you're saying of kind of trying to hold on to those ace cards as long as you really can, so you don't burn them and then find yourself in that weird situation with the choices are really limited. For right, like I, I was definitely joking earlier, man. Like y'all pairings look really good early on. I think me and Matt kind of crushed it in the second half, in my opinion. Absolutely, I, 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 I completely I, yep. agree. We were we were just waiting to get those three to four games that we really felt confident about. Mm-hmm. Like it's like playing poker. You're just like, yeah, I'll call, I'll call, I'll call. Yeah. Right, raise, raise, raise. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Sounds that's wonderful. Although I just, I just heard that Oakenbrow versus uh, for Skaven, and I, I, I don't know if anybody saw me, but I flinched. Oh yeah, I just it was, heard it as it was getting read out. flinch, like, oh. a disturbance in the force. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was visceral. <laughs> it was like, oh. Well, we've got a, a surprise guest star. Uh, Jack's daughter has joined us for the podcast, and that is, seems like a great time uh, to wrap <laughs> up this episode. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking to us about uh, Team USA. This has been a huge amount of fun doing this uh, p- pairings. Yeah, and yeah. Um, a second, uh, totally awesome. Absolutely, uh, world is going to be love it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm super looking forward to Worlds, and I guess I'll see you later this week or next week. Yeah, man. Depending on depending on when you listen to this. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, guys, I wish you both good luck when you actually land and get some games in there. I'm really excited to see how it all goes, and and thanks again for the time because this has been a real blast. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. This not only was this great to actually learn how how the mentality works, um, mm-hmm. how much more of a in uh, a game within a game of itself it is uh but also it's it's really exciting to kind of see the breakdown of the mentality and um the longer looking view that comes in with playing you know teams tournaments so really appreciate it team warhammer is the best warmer yeah it. it is um, this is where the fun lives for sure it seems like it <laughs> yeah so so i think um that we we've struck last this, yeah, I think this is this is a long, long-lasting strike that we've <laughs> struck that last we've on. Struck. Yeah, and someone's and, got a someone's got a verbal cue. Exactly. There's yeah. a there's a last word. Worditis. Who, who who will have it? We always do. Me. At last. <laughs> <laughs>